is episode 115, and it's actually a special double episode. Uh, first, we're going to put in a podcast that we did on a winter camp out recently. And then after that, you'll hear um, us talking again today on March 27th. We are broadcasting live from a teepee in a bank of snow in February, what is it, the 22nd, in northern Michigan. We have a fire in a wood stove, uh, lots of cigar smoke in the air, somebody popping open a bottle of homemade mead, which I'm not going to oh, you're not drink gonna, while I'm you're podcasting. Why not? Because I don't want to get plastered. Get plastered, you bastard. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, so... Uh, Anyway, we've been camping for the last couple days out here, uh, building fires, having a grand time, riding snowmobiles. Yeah, cutting sticks into shit. I buried a snowmobile about six feet deep into oh, a ditch. Did you bury it? Bad. <laughs> it, it took us, it took the two of us like a half what, an you, hour. When you to left get my house? There. Yeah, because well, we were going along the ditch, and he exited the ditch, and I went to follow him, but. It, I got sucked back down in, and then it, so I started to try to power out of it. But then there was a little tree, and I'm like, "Fuck this!" And I just, I just the cut vortex, it off. the vortex of the ditch. Yeah, and so uh, we it took us like a half an hour to dig. Well, didn't you didn't you notice? Didn't you notice how when you were riding, you'd you'd come across a spot where there'd be like a, a like a like a big curve, like a snake, and then all of a sudden it pops out over the bank. You got to yeah. kind of hit it on the right angle to get out of there. Well, and that's because that one ditch it kept getting deeper and deeper. Yeah. We well, one of those curves was me the day before trying to get out of the ditch, because I was following him and trying to get out of there. But it just doesn't, yeah, it's just not worth the tipping it over or whatever. So I just I tell you what, those are nice sleds. Yeah, I mean that's that's way more comfortable than my sled. It's a uh, what are the, what's the model? Uh, Skidoo MXZ six hundreds. Yeah, up. and they what? these Four things hit it, yeah, hit it down. Yeah, I brought a glass, but the, let me tell you, these modern snowmobiles are way better than the ones I grew up riding. That's really good. I don't uh, understand why they don't have a hitch on them though. Why, why wouldn't they have? Can you get a hitch for that? I mean, is that it, something that is done or not? It done? should be easy, oh, easy nice. to retrofit. Sorbitol um, uh, in it, right, to sweeten it's it. It's really uh, kind of a performance riding sled, not something somebody hmm. would use for like work or vacation that much. That's why there's like not a lot of storage on them and stuff. Yeah. They're more or less for getting on and going and riding fast, not necessarily pulling a sled behind you for 50, 100 miles. All right. So Jim's got like a 1970s <laughs> snowmobile. No, back back when back when those things were made, there was still such a thing as a bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't invented the razor. I took mine is a 96 Tundra. LT long track, and I think my I actually think my track is longer than the one than the one on yours, probably, if I'm not mistaken, and it might be wider. I was surprised when I was riding behind you, I was like, wow, that track is really quite narrow, unless it's it's it just floats so much better than mine. So Skidoo calls those like the Tundra series. They call those like expedition sleds. So they have like more torque, but you know less overall speed. Oh, yeah. They have a longer track. It's it's meant to tow vehicles and to tow yeah. sled trains, things like that. I, th- 
They're really for guys doing like overland expeditions and second traps. So when I was running down the road and you were in the ditch and I was on the road and I passed you Mm -hmm. on the way back to my house, that was probably the fastest I've ever been on that sled. Yeah, I was going 25, and that's I was fast enough going, for me. I probably passed you going 35. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was plenty for me. I mean, because usually I'm riding that in the woods, literally in the woods. Yeah. So we've been playing with knives, uh, making food. I made a... Last night we had beef stew in a Dutch oven. Tonight we had pizza rolls. Uh, the pizza roll master, who is one of our nation's finest. Oh, no question about that. <laughs> He'll you. pull your ass over and bust you for DWI, so just don't drink in northern Michigan. But uh, you can pass on the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> oh, you can in this county. Yeah. They, don't, they won't pull you over in this county. I shit you not. You, you can, through an intersection, it doesn't even matter. Every other county in Michigan is illegal except Emmett County. Emmett County is not illegal. So so last night we got uh, tuckered out. We went to bed at like 7.30. And, uh, and we didn't get up until like 7 this morning. Yeah. My alarm clock went off at 5. I was like rolled over, shut it off. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the thing is, is I usually get up at 5 at home no matter what. But if I get up at 5 here, there's nothing for me to do. Could have built a fire. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. Uh, yeah, you could have built a fire. Yeah, we've been talking guns and knives and uh, body armor, like manly shit. <laughs> we haven't uh, we haven't killed anything yet, though. Well, I don't plan to. Well, we could. Rabbit or something. Nah, I'll leave them be. They're just trying to make a living. <laughs> trying to kill a bottle of scotch. <laughs> they were in season. We would have had an opportunity. To some? Yeah. I'm about to kill a toilet. <laughs> Not on my watch, Black Bart. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see. What else do we? So we got all kinds of bushcraft stuff going on. Tons of tons of bushcraft stuff. I've got shout out to uh, to to uh, Gene, my friend Gene. Because he said something about these neos, and I didn't believe him once again, like the Silky Saw episode. Um, but I got a pair of neos, and I really love them. Yeah. And I got a pair of wiggy uh, ins- inserts to go inside them. They were like, I don't know, some clearance thing that he had. They were like, I thought they'd make good slippers. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're actually quite nice. Yeah. I got a pair of green ones and a pair of purple ones. And I think I, they were like $14 for the pair. Nice. So I uh, I showed up with my wool pants on. <laughs> and within like five minutes, they split out. So the whole weekend, I've been rocking Adidas sweatpants and a wool poncho that I made out of a wool blanket. <laughs> I've been very bushcrafty with my yep. with my Swedish wool pants and my... my uh, uh, would you call this buffalo plaid? I'd call it flannel. No, this is wool. Is it? This is a wool shirt, yes. Okay. I think it's buffalo plaid, wool-rich wool shirt. And then I got my fingerless uh, wool gloves. Nice. And uh, what else I got? I had some Snug Pack long underwear. And I don't know if you guys have ever wore this long underwear from Snug Pack, but they don't have a fly hole, so it must be the Brits don't have... They don't. They must Kelly have Wester's. to squat when they pee. Yeah. I'd have to install one. Huh? I'd have to install one. Yeah. So so you, you go to take a leak and you cannot just 
you you can't just unbutton. You've got to unbutton and fish your thing, your junk around out over the top of some elastic, and yeah. it can be dangerous yeah, actually. It can get and painful you. and painful. Yeah. So uh, I if I was gonna get some long underwear like hipster style, I would get the red ones with the butt flap. Oh yeah, that's what I want. Or the Two one piece, on yeah, the one piece, and you just slip in them and you wear them that, all the that time. That Buddha judge guy, he likes that kind. Of. Uh, I'm gonna have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> if you're gonna edit it, then I'm gonna say what I no. <laughs> what I really think. Oh, I'm being asked well, this is a for really good cigar. a thing of uh, water here. This is an extremely good cigar. What is this? A Perdomo? Kate Chapman. Ooh, yeah. Reserve. Yeah, those are good. The H. Chapman Chairman Reserves were like one of my favorite. JFK. Nice. What he smokes? Really? That's what he used to smoke. I should say, but I didn't know that. Yeah. John F. I would be a Republican today. John F. I would be a Republican today if I were to run for president. Arch Republican. He would be an Arch Republican. Yeah. Isn't that funny? When you think about it, you know he was. Pretty hardcore Democrat. And today, not even close. I'm afraid not. Not even close. So, uh, I'm trying to think. What what else? We had stew last night. We set up camp. Every They dug out. Okay, this is a funny story. You're going to love this. So, I show up to camp riding on a dog sled. <laughs> like, literally standing on a dog sled. I come into camp. And I see that... Everybody has dug out these great little foot pads for their tents. And then I'm like, well, I guess we'll do this for the teepee, right? And so I go and I get the shovel and I take two shovels and I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> and with eagles screaming and uh, patriotic music and hamburgers cooking, you saw my ass driving over a patch of snow with a snowmobile about 400 times to pack it down. And we set the teepee up on top of that. Uh, and it actually worked because uh, everything inside, once we started running the stove, it kind of turned into more like hard pack snow. And we just scooped out a little bit in the center for our feet and for the stove. And so far, it's been great. It's going to look weird when we take this down, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Looked we. Like a nuke went off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's funny. One of the things I made this fall. Was uh, there was a big deal uh, a while back about um, saran wrap uh, shelters? I don't know. Have you seen any of those videos about saran wrap shelters? Mm-hmm. So, so there was a couple guys did it. One of them did it like a TP. Another guy did it like a dome. You know, and then, um, but it was all warm weather stuff. It wasn't, you know. And he made it to the point where you could, you know, the way I am, I want to make it a little bit bigger. I want to make it, you know. So I made it a little bigger than so the the top part of it gets kind of you know but anyways make a long story short I made one and I wrapped it with saran wrap and now all the snow is on it now it's a giant igloo I mean it's about as almost as big as this teepee wow and uh, you can stand up inside of it oh very and there's cool. like snow all the way so I'm gonna, so this spring when everything melts out I'm gonna pull all the saran wrap off it and I'm gonna get some clear boat shrink wrap. Okay. And I'm going to put on that and make it a complete, serious, real shelter with a wood stove in it. And nice. I think it'll be fun. It's like a mini yurt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
take my my wife out on a romantic evening. I'll get a a, a big bed in there with a nice water bed. No, 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 very white. No, because it'll be it'll be ice. It'll, that'll oh. be solid. But I'll get a, I'll get like um, deer hides and moose hides and, and buffalo robes, buffalo robes yeah. and all that stuff, Beads and we'll have and it shit. all. It'll be it'll be awesome. Trade knives, stone fireplace. Yep, made. stone fireplace in there. Yeah. Eventually, I'll put logs on the outside and make it a giant log cabin. <laughs> yeah. Be like the stone soup of a building, <laughs> or nail soup, whatever you, whatever story yeah, you work with. Yeah, the the original one is stone soup. Yeah. And he got all the villagers to bring in like a mm-hmm. carrot or. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so if you don't know what stone soup is, Google it. Yeah, it's uh, basically some somebody wants to make soup, but he doesn't have any stuff. Yeah. And so he throws a rock in a pot and he starts boiling oh, it and everybody so walks by. Well, what kind of stoop are you making? And he's like, well, stone soup. And they're like, ooh, what's that? And he's like, well, it's better if you got like a carrot in it. Yeah. Well, I or, have a carrot or a potato. Yeah. And, and so by the by the really end of it, really good if it had a little bit of meat. Yeah. And by the end of it, everybody brought something and then they yeah. had this huge pot of soup. Yeah. It's a great story. It's like a Aesop tape. Uh, Aesop's fable. Fables. Yeah. I I know all those from when I was a kid. Some no. of them scared the hell out of me. Who uh, was he? Aesop was a Greek, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Being from Anchorman, when he was just like, Aesop, isn't that like a Latin for a whale's vagina? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> So I had I had kids when a lot of these movies came out. So there's there's like a whole bunch of movies that are part of the canon now that I never saw. Anchorman's great. Yeah, I know. And then Talladega Nights. I mean, I didn't see any of those. You haven't seen Anchorman? I love Scotch. Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. <laughs> that one in my belly. Yum yum yum. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that. You're a guess. filthy fire hooker. I'm gonna shoot you in the face with a BB gun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm gonna shoot you in the face with a BB gun. That's funny. So last night the wind was gusting oh, to oh, 25, 30 miles an hour, and some of them were really, really severe. And it really I'm surprised this tent is still standing. I mean, we got slapped so bad. We both have we have cots that are up against the outside walls of this tent, as you know, far away from the stove. And when that wind was coming through, it would take the side of it and it would slap the side of the sleeping bag. It was pushing over that much in your head. Yeah, I got woken up about every hour at least. But are you sleeping with a GI system? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my, I'm, I have a, I I did an easy mode this time. Usually I only, I just walk in with my shit. But this time I just didn't want to mess with it. I kind of wanted to stay in the teepee, so I brought a cot. A Neo Air and the military sleep system, and I'm good. I've got a Whoopi, and I've got my wool blanket poncho, and I've been just fine. And my uh, Adidas sweatpants, I'm camping Slavic style. Yeah. Yeah. I got my Swedish wool pants on. Well, my, you know, I did too, but then you, um, your moths got to them. Yeah, you know what? I just got. Uh, I, I actually just got a uh, Sportsman's Guide catalog in the mm-hmm. mail, and there is no wool pants in it. 
None whatsoever. Huh. Not one piece, not one bit. What's that brand somebody showed me tonight? The one, the, the, wasn't it you? Somebody showed me a, a brand new uh, wool pair of pants thing that looks pretty good because now I'm in the market. I had these Swedish military ones from like 50, 100 yeah, years I ago. I love mine. I still have mine. Well, wait till they start splitting out, dude. Johnson Woolen Mill. Oh, yeah. You know Johnson what? Woolen I was Mill. in. I was at the SHOT Show one time, and I met the, the people that worked there. And it was funny because I was walking. It was one of those SHOT Shows that happened to be quite cold. You know, sometimes in Vegas you go there and it's like, most of the time the SHOT Show is like 65 during the day, and at night it cools down to like 30. Well, this for some reason... It did not warm up. And so I was walking, and I met these ladies that were from the Johnson Woolen Mill. And they saw my jacket, and I had a, I had a Filson, uh, what's that one? It's a lighter, it's not a Mackinac, but it's like a, I think they call it a cape jacket. Okay. And uh, it's, it's thin, but it's got another cape over your shoulders. <clears throat> and as I'm walking by, they, they pointed it out. It's like, oh, see, that's a Filson, whatever model it is. And I and I said it loud enough that I heard him. And I, I Kathy was with me, and I turned and I said, I said, you like my jacket? And, and then they introduced themselves that they were Johnson. <laughs> and I never heard of Johnson Woolen Mill before. Yeah. And I went to their booth, and they, they have nice stuff, really, really nice stuff. And it's all American made still, and it's all. So a big shout out to Johnson Woolen Mill. Yeah. If you haven't you. looked at their stuff, go to their website, and sometimes it's an odd color. They, they're, you know, it's whatever they have, I guess, with their, with whatever they're making with. So you could get some weird plaid pants or, um, yeah. but they have, they have nice clothes, nice yeah. designs. You got to get in there before the hipsters do, though. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, you got to get there before <laughs> the hipsters do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Might be too scratchy for the hipsters. Yeah. It's real wool. So, yeah, see, that's what this is, though. I mean, that's some real wool shirt. Yep. So let's see. Since our last podcast... Uh, developments clothing-wise for me, uh, I, div- I got some bad plantar fasciitis on my left foot. And it still flares a little bit, but it's much better. And uh, what changed it was uh, Jim told me I should wear uh, boots. <laughs> and I was wearing boots, and it was like a lot better. boots that you got to break in. Yeah. Well, so I was wearing cowboy boots, and it was getting better. Uh, but he convinced me to get a pair of these uh, Wolverine Thousand Milers and I found a pair on their website with a toe cap that was like over $100 off so I got those but I'm still breaking those in but I found uh, if you go onto Amazon and you just look in Amazon search uh, plantar fasciitis shoe insert and like I put those in a pair of cowboy boots or in another boot and I don't have any issues the reason I'm having some this weekend is because uh, I'm not wearing them. I'm wearing uh, these big Sorel uh, snow boots. So I have I have three pair of these. Three pair? No, I have two pair of, of Wolverines, and I have a pair of uh, of um, Red Wings that are real similar. Mm-hmm. And they're um, the the uh, they're not like they're like dre- almost like dress shoes. Yeah, but they're boots. And I mean, my my one pair is uh, it, they actually have wingtips on them. Yep. And so they're uh, they're kind of. I mean, I get a lot of comments on them. Yeah. And if you ever notice, the first thing that you look at when you meet somebody is their shoes. 
I don't know what it is, but when you look somebody over the first time, the first time you meet them, you will look at their feet first and then and then go up to their face. Huh. And you will and you subconsciously will notice their shoes. Yeah. Well, one of our easy feet. Yeah, that's it. Easy feet. So one of our friends, um, that easy feet is the plantar fasciitis thing I recommend with a boot, a cowboy boot or a similar. Anyway, one of our friends, after I got my um, thousand milers, bought a Thursday boot. Oh yeah, uh, Captain. Yep. And those are really good ones. They're a little bit cheaper, but they're really really good boots. Yep. And then and the was, only difference is they're made in Mexico. They're they're just not made in America. They're where like Wolverines are made in America in Michigan. In Michigan and uh, uh, Irish Setters and and um, uh, Red Wings are made in I think Wisconsin or Minnesota. And um, Thursday Boot Company took those designs and they just went uh, to Mexico and had them put together in Mexico. And the leather and there's their quality is really good. The leather they use is really good. It's just that the labor is a little bit cheaper. Yeah. And eventually they won't be. Yeah. And so, so as part of picking out those boots, I watched a bunch of YouTube channels. And apparently, like, there's these guys that they have, like, 400 pairs of boots and they review them. And uh, so I got to know boots pretty well. I think well. they have a foot fetish. Well, <laughs> one of my... Okay, I have an explanation for that. I, I'm going to get into it, right? One of So one of my medical students shows up uh, to go into surgery with me and he's got a pair of boots on and I looked at him I go are those Alden 405s he's like yeah how'd you know and I'm like I know boots because they're because they're indie boots yeah Indiana Indiana Jones boots yeah those are nice but I wouldn't buy them unless I was able to try them on actually you know who uh, Red Wing actually makes a boot that looks exactly like that and it's half the price yeah yeah I wouldn't buy them unless I would. I mean, all the all the shoes and boots are really good, really well made. They're made in America on yeah. the East Coast. Yeah. Um. So the but the they're whole, expensive. The whole foot thing. Well, if you if you start googling boots, and and or putting YouTube videos for different kinds of boots, yeah, you will see all kinds of weird weird people that have foot fetishes. You, not just the, the regular, like they're doing a review of a boot, but yeah. there'll be just videos of somebody taking pictures of their boots. Yeah, like stepping lifting around, it like, up and yeah, twirling turning it around. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. Corn. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. The, yeah, so, they're doing some weird stuff, whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, there's the one. I know exactly who you're talking about. He, he has like a close-up of him like walking down the street, and it's just on the boots on like a little cam that follows him and you'll see like people walking by him with like weird looks on their face like, yeah what the fuck yeah but uh so that was uh part of that adventure and no i don't have any red laces in my black boots either yeah uh, did you did you google what that means well no oh. i what i what um there is a group of people that have that that are uh skinheads yeah yeah well even the um <laughs> proud boys yeah, and it, it's and yeah. it's the same group, but they, they apparently are a little more. Well, I have red laces like from the '70s in my hiking boots. You know, the brown right with the with the you know the triangular. Yeah, but I don't know if they'd look good in my Fort Lewis boots. No, you'd you'd look like a skinhead. Mm-hmm. Sorry, well, that's because I have a skinhead. <laughs> I look like a skinhead even when I don't have a skinhead. Right, and I'm I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, 
what else about the foot thing? Oh, like I, I just don't get what, why people would have any interest in feet. But I saw this video from this guy who's like an evolutionary <laughs> biologist. Don't be silly. People have a thing about everything. Well, no, some people Weird really people. have a thing. Weird re- people. Like, take a picture of your feet. Like, that's occasionally I'll get like a YouTube comment that's Dude, something man, really take fucking a picture weird of your like feet. that. Like, hey, will you post a picture of your feet? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> like, what are you, some sort of a sicko? Well, so anyway, I was watching this. Uh, yes, they are. I was watching this live stream, and this guy was explaining on there, well, probably, because he's an evolutionary biologist, he said, well, probably it has to do with if you see a woman's feet, especially the soles of her feet, uh, you're about to be evolutionarily successful. (laughs) You know, so maybe that's where that comes from, like some lizard brain thing, but I I never got it. Like, I just don't get it. I've seen a lot of soles of ladies' feet. I'm sure you have. Not me. Before I was married. Before I was married. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But I, back then, it was different than it is now. Oh, okay. Back then, the worst thing that you could catch was herpes. That was it. That was, that was, that was the only, that was a, yeah. or a kid. That was the worst thing you could catch. That was like for life. Yeah. Everybody talked about that. Yep. There's only one thing that's forever. Not true love. Herpes. <laughs> That'll stick with you. Herpes is forever. Yeah. So loves anyway. may come, loves may go, but herpes are forever. Love me. That used to be the that used to be the big sorry. joke though. I mean when I was in college that was that was it. I mean it wasn't anything like it is now. Ooh, it's getting chilly. What just happened? No, oh, okay. Uh Gaseous? Is it cold out, Wendy? It's not cold out. No, we're trying to circulate the uh, cigar smoke. Cancer sticks out. Looking like a card game in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Deal me in. We've got like a, a a bare. It looks like a bare light bulb, but it's like some sort of a flash dome flashlight. It's actually a headlamp in a lantern case. Yeah. So we're so we're like we're what in a smoke filled room around a, a wood stove. Headlamp. And, and it, that case is made for, like, in your tent. You put your headlamp in there, and oh. it's, uh, it's a light. Is that Bluetooth? No. Not that that one. One. Oh, yeah, yeah. The other yeah, one so let's, tent, talk, yeah, about, let's yeah. talk about the Jimbo camera <laughs> over there. Right, so <laughs> high-end Viking stove. Okay, and so let me let me tell you about this, right? So a couple, couple years ago, we, we were at French Farm Lake at the same time. Uh, same time of the year, you know, icy, shitty weather, all this. And it was cold uh, that everyone and their windy. Ass off. Yeah, he's he's got a he's got a, a relatively. It doesn't look like a huge tent to me. Like nothing super <laughs> yeah, special. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Harry Potter tent. Right. So <laughs> Harry Potter goes to the World Cup and there's like a little tent there and he goes inside and it's like a huge fucking mansion. It's like we're all gonna stay in here. What? <laughs> right. And so that's what his tent is like. He's got a full kitchen in it. He's got a bathroom. Uh, water bed. Like, he's, got, he's got a freaking Bluetooth. Shag carpet, like literally oh, right. shag he's got carpet. Blue t- he's got a Bluetooth light. That yep. turns on from his phone. I can change colors to any shade I want. Nice. Yeah. You have Wi-Fi too with it, right? Uh, well, no, just for Not yet. Yeah, I'm lacking. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Next year. Next year I'll have my own satellite. Yeah. Yeah, Very so. Very comfortable, though. Very yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Huh? 
Yeah. It's heated. It's 72 degrees. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a heater in there, which I didn't even know was a thing until a couple of years ago. All right. Let's got one in there, too. What did you? What yeah. were you out here the first time with? What first was, time I was rocking what Corey's rocking. Uh, uh, Eureka tent, low profile, um, little buddy heater with the one-pound propane. Right. Still ass freezing. Yeah, oh, yeah, still freezing, right? No. Uh, and... Uh, you know, the, the down, I think the key to really comfortable winter camping is to be able to stand up. Yeah. That's the key. That is yeah. true. Yeah. If you got enough room so, to stand up, life is that, good. That's why I'm in a so, teepee. So last <laughs> night, last night the wind is honking, you know, 25, oh, yeah. 30 miles an hour. And w- when you sleep in a, in a, in one of these tents like this, that's a, they call it a quote unquote hot tent, but it really is hot when you're getting in your sleeping bag. That's the whole point of it is to get into your sleeping bag in one piece and be close enough to be able to start a fire in the morning from your sleeping bag. Yep. So the wind is blowing like crazy. The side of the tent is slapping us. And I, and I was thinking, you know, if this tent blows off of us, I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> I'm not going to even get up. Yeah, I'll wait till morning. Zip up. Yeah, call it good. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. I'm in my I'm in my my bivy sack. I don't care. Before I'll be warm. I went to bed. I'm going to be honest with you. I put my boots out. My ja- everything was right there in case that I needed to come out and uh, uh, assist because boy, that wind was going. Yeah, I can't believe how strong it was. I mean, it was mind blowing. But with a low profile tent, it's like mine barely shook last night. Yeah, you're, well, you well, yeah, and three well, plus you had, was out. Your son, I mean, you're you went oh, ground level, shit, yeah. and then you had walls around the outside yeah. of it from where you shoveled out. I, that makes a I huge had to difference. Get ibuprofen this morning from because <laughs> my back and shoulders were <laughs> fucking oh, yeah. killing me because I was like two feet of snow. I dug out. Oh yeah, it's it's sat down. And so. then uh, so oh so you settled down in oh it's. Yeah, I dug out. Oh yeah. So. Oh, I thought you you didn't dig yours out to the ground. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah I dug the into the ground. ground. <laughs> 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 that's a basement. <laughs> So basically, he decided to make a cold well and pitch his tent in it. <laughs> Essentially, also, what he did. I, I was try- I, I came into camp. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, I've got two tarps in there. They and talk I, I also have it. a little buddy heater in there, and that. Yeah, you're fine. Yep, I run that most of the night. So. Yeah. The other key is the uh, that I learned over the years here is an air mattress alone. It's okay, but you just that little thin foam closed cell pad. Makes just takes it all the yeah. way. Yeah. If you got well, both, so next year we're gonna be we're gonna have like the blue styrofoam uh, wall board. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Three yeah. quarters of an inch yeah. thick. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Built that into a frame. Yeah. Heck yeah. Why not? I actually saw a video of a guy that made a whole uh, a whole shelter that he pulled behind a snowmobile like that. It was made out of that. He pulled it behind. It was like a sled, and the one side opened up for him to get into it, and I thought. I don't know why he wouldn't have put, like, a canvas around the outside of that side. When he opened it up, that canvas would go right to the ground, and he could have put a wood stove in that little spot, Mm. and it would have been perfect. Mm. 
But it was actually a pretty cool, pretty cool rig. Yeah, but we've been eating well and oh, eating great. Yeah, that stew last night was awesome. Stew. Yeah, there's a video coming out. That's uh, so I copied the <laughs> stew from Red Dead Redemption Two, which is one of my oh, favorite video games. Video games. <laughs> and uh, so we put together a video. Could, I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, what? That you could have food in a video game. Oh, oh, it's important. Oh, here's the recipe. Video. What? It's a video game. Well, no, no, they don't give you the recipe. I just look. <laughs> I, I studied it. And I, I like kept looking at it and looking at it. I mean, but that sounds funny. That, it's that like, like it's like I'm, I'm gonna play yeah. a video game. I'm gonna start shooting people. Yep. That's what I want to do. I want to. I want to go and I want to shoot people. Nope. They're like, no, there's a new video game. It's so, like an alternate reality. Three of us have the games like two hours. I hunted squirrels. Yeah, <laughs> that was three hours. Just. It's like I'm looking for the rare albino squirrel. That's what I'm hunting what? for. Yeah. So, so Jim, in this no, game, it's literally you can like go into that. the gun shop, and you can choose what scales your knife has on it. You can choose wow. what patina your knife yep. has on it. Yeah. Really? You can choose absolutely everything. So you what's the name of this? Red Dead Redemption 2. Yep. Red Dead? Re- yep, Red Dead Redemption yep. 2. You can oh. bounty hunt in it. Is you that can... the one that you let somebody out of jail, or you decide whether to... I mean, every once in a while, I'll see on Facebook some ad will come up and just say, you know, you walk by and some lady yells at you, will you let me out of jail? Well, that that's yeah. a part of the game, yeah. But no, it's like you basically have to live as a as a, as a a Wild West gunslinger. Mm. And you, you have to do everything. You have you to hunt like your that? own shit. And, <laughs> right, well. <laughs> but uh, there's that. And then my other favorite game right now is Escape from Tarkov. Which is, you would really love, but you don't have a computer that'll run it. <sighs> it's always that. It's going and shooting somebody. But you, every gun that you guys have talked about this weekend is in that game, and they have the real-world modifications that you can put on it. And and it's it's absolutely just mind-blowingly I awesome. want to go back to a time when we just had a squeeze cocker that was the best gun you could get. What's that? Was it H&K? Oh, I've shot one of those. The pistol mm-hmm. that you squeeze the handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody on the peninsula has one of those. Mm-hmm. Tell me yeah. I want to buy it. He won't sell it to you. Yeah. Well, tell me where it is. I'll go get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's he's one of my neighbors. Actually, I missed out. There was actually, they had two at uh, Gander Mountain a couple years back, and I should have bought them. I should have bought both of them because the price was really reasonable, and my wife was looking at me cross-eyed, so I didn't do it. <laughs> That tends to do it. Do they not make them anymore or something? Right. Yeah, well, he's got one, and I've shot it. It's, I don't know, I can't say that it's, like, a life-changing experience. It was just another pistol. But, uh, he, um, he, so he handed it to me, and I'm like, well, how does it work? And he's like, well, you squeeze this, and then you pull the trigger. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll try it. And he'd been shooting at this target. It was only, like... It was only maybe seven yards in front of us. He'd been shooting at it and, like, peppering the outside, right? I take it, and I'm like, bang, 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 bang. And they're, all, they're, they're like, ex- touching. They're extremely Yeah, accurate. if you if you take your time and, and know how to shoot a pistol, you it's accurate as fuck. Yeah, they're extremely accurate. Yeah, it's it's a nice one. But uh, trying to think what else uh, what else is new since the last podcast. Well, John Wick 3. I haven't seen one or two yet. That's out. Um, actually, there's a good movie out this weekend that 
I kind of wanted to go see, and that's The Call of the Wild. Is that based off the Jack London book? Yep. yep. Oh, I'll go With see Harrison that. Ford in it. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's really quite well we're, done. We're kind of doing that right now, though. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting because they, I think the dog in that the is CGI. All CG. 100% yep. CGI. Wow. Yep. They, said there was a, they did an interview with Harrison Ford, and he was talking about that. <laughs> he was kind of joking because the guy is in one of those ball suits. And he said it was so weird because like, he'd, he'd have to pet the dog. So he's like, he, he's petting a guy. It's <laughs> 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 like, uh, just surreal because it's like, just pretend you're petting a dog. Yeah. And it's a guy in a wow. It's like like when, uh, when uh, you, you remember Borat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's when he, he goes over to Pamela Anderson's house or something. Pamela. It, yeah. Pamela Anderson. And he goes... Uh, he, he has she she needs some place to sit down so he he has like a couple Mexican dudes come out and form a chair for her and she actually sat on them it's like what so so I'm curious though why it used to be that when you had a dog movie movie about a dog they had a dog that because actually, they all died huh they all die like that movie Homeward Bound they went through like 32 cats and like 12 dogs well, those, uh, no Mylon Otis yeah 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 really? yeah. yeah why because it's a it, it was a Japanese film that they redubbed they had I think well, it was David Attenborough oh so they were like something. pushing them off and pushing <laughs> yeah there was a scene where it was a, I think the cat was near a waterfall it was either the cat yeah or and it the went dog. down it, the cat it went like, down it was the like waterfall 35 cats that they yeah went through to film again this that is one scene. Again, hearsay so that's a no 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 you can look it up so that's a PETA thing that was like the PETA went well if you don't have to use them then then don't. CGI. I, mean, I would think like probably nowadays. liability is a huge just nowadays. Yeah. If someone gets bit by a dog, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, but we can do real live bears, and make a movie with a real live bear in it. Was that the one really where Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and... got raped by that bear? Oh, yeah. No, that wasn't <laughs> oh, a real bear. That was <laughs> that a CGI was a bear movie. too. <laughs> but you know that was probably about as close to a grizzly attack I think as you could get no, without uh, actually getting bit. It's a I don't know if it's an independent movie. It's called Bat Country. Okay. It's a it's a couple goes in the backcountry camping, and it was the whole premise is they started getting stalked by a bear. Yeah. And I'm not. It's wait for it. What's that behind you? I don't oh, know. It's a good bear. don't oh, well. move. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that bear. By the way, he's, a, he's sitting right by the open TV yeah. door right now. There is. I'm gonna punch a bear in the he's face. He's walking through three feet of snow currently. But it's so there's, there's no a, there's no bears here. There's a bear there. attack in that movie, and it's. I almost couldn't watch it because it was so visceral. Yeah. But so but I tell you the the, okay. it's, the bear attack in in uh, yeah that was, Revenant yeah, the Revenant yeah, is Revenant, a pretty, yeah, pretty impressive wow, piece yeah. of work. Yeah. Well, so the the bear attack you that was real was that guy that was like the grizzly guy. Yeah, the grizzly man. Yeah, and he went up there and yeah, he had yeah. his girlfriend. His with dad him. told him he'd never be oh. shit. Yeah, <laughs> well, he is now. But it, but anyway, the, the bear ate both of them, mm-hmm. and it was oh, yeah. it, it was it's there's an audio recorded. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, you can you, yeah, it's brutal. I won't listen to it, but I've heard that it's just awful. I got like a little ways in, and I was like, oh, this is real nope. screwed up. It's it's brutal. Yeah. It is brutal. Because but you know guy, what? That guy, guy was like everybody that was yeah. on that island said, you know what? He's gonna get eaten. Yeah. He's crazy. He's gonna get eaten. They're not his friends. He brought his girlfriend with him. When, when, it's like once part. you get to the certain point where there's no more fish. Yeah. Guess what? You're next. Yeah. Yep. Now he was like, you could hear it in his voice, like right before it, and then stuff started happening. I'm like, oh, this is bad. I'll move on. You know. 
Yeah, I didn't listen. I, I heard right up to that because there's a documentary on Netflix. I watched the documentary, but the whole audio is available somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't fun to listen. But you know what? He put a lot of other people in danger too. They ended up killing yeah, a be- couple bears dumb. because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, what else is going on? Why are you kidding me? We had the election going on. <laughs> Daytona 500. The the, the <laughs> yeah. president just freaking drove around the outside of the Daytona 500 with his with his presidential motorcade. And How awesome! E- eagles is that? were flying and screaming. Oh, he, they buzzed. <laughs> Hamburger buzzed sales the, went up four thousand percent. They buzzed the track with with the uh, Air Force One. Yeah, oh, it was Air Force One. Yeah, wow, that's cool. <laughs> it was yeah, pretty I awesome. Buzzed the track with the airplane. <laughs> and then, yeah, the pilot. Can you imagine the pilot's like got like a little Woody going? Oh yeah, it's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it like a, and then it's gonna be the best flyover ever. <laughs> And then Bernie Sanders was on the in the stands. He's like, "Our government should not allow these events to take place." <laughs> That's oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Four million dollars in U.S. government fuel used for Trump flyover. <laughs> yeah. So what? One hundred percent. You know what? Yeah. That's all. You know, to me, that's all about showing American strength. American. You know. Oh yeah, I like it. It's like the air show in in Traverse City. Yeah. The Blue Angels and stuff. Yeah, that, and then but the the last one they had that plane that we have that's a jet plane. It's not a Harrier. Oh yeah. And it can hover and flip end over end without yeah. moving any other yeah, way. It's a, it can it can be F, in the middle of the F twenty two or something. No, no, it's a F. I thought it was F thirty something. Thirty five is the new F thirty five. Yeah, yeah it, that's yeah. what it is. It literally went out and hovered. And then flipped end over end without moving in any direction. Yeah. Wow. Flipped end over end. It's impressive. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. This virus going on over oh, the, China. Yeah, the Corona. The, that's all. So, no fun. So, so, so again, right? I saw a thing that was funny the other day. It was uh, man with li- man with coronavirus looking for a woman with Lyme disease. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is a, yeah, that's funny. So, uh, word has it that it is actually something that escaped from the Wuhan weapons laboratory. Draw the dots, man. Yeah, and. Uh, and they're saying that the number of people that have died is clearly way more than 2,000. Um, well, and when's the last... Okay, so when we had Ebola and people were trying to come back to the country, they didn't quarantine them on an Air Force base. They right. let them go to their own house. Right. Right? Our people that are coming back from there, there's no choice or you're not coming back. Fuck you. Yep. You're going to a military yep. base and you're going to stay put. Yep. Like... And the, that's serious. Yeah, that's it's that, way more serious than what they're they're letting on. Well, I think. And then, well, so, I think I think the Chinese haven't been 
haven't yeah. been honest about the whole thing, and I think that's the reason why we're taking so many precautions. Yeah, is because of that. Well, and then and then the thing is, is they when they closed when they quarantined Wuhan, that's bigger than New York and L.A. combined, and they literally. Like almost fenced the outside of it. I mean, they were they welding. Were, yeah, welding, they, they put uh, roadblocks up. Shut. Yeah. yeah, they blew bridges. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. I didn't There's know that. Videos. Yep. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they they closed down fourteen Keep buying cities. Buying that Chinese total. shit, people. Mm-hmm. You know. Does that mean we can eat bats again? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> well, that was a meme. That was the uh, one of the secret ingredients of the. The food log I made. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you, it's, you know, they eat weird shit there. Mm. I mean, just plain old weird shit. So my kid was there for like three years. And it, for a while there, they were going to restaurants and they would, and if you've ever been to China, there's nothing in English. Nothing. Everything is, every label, everything, everything is in Chinese. So you go to the grocery store, you're just basically guessing. guessing. You know what? There's no pictures on the labels. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, it's like it's just Chinese writing. So you open up a can, it's a surprise. So uh, they they were going to restaurants and they would they would order things that they recognized and they knew that they liked, but they would always order something that was they didn't recognize, <clears throat> figuring that you know it's in a restaurant. It's how bad could it be? <laughs> so uh, so he rec you know he knew a few words. About spices, you know, the kind of spices that were being used. And so he uh, he orders a dish with a certain kind of spice, but he, he doesn't like that spice. So he said, I'd like to try this, but I don't want this spice. And the lady said, oh, well, the frog will be no good without that spice. <laughs> he said, well, I think I'll pass. We eat no. frogs here. Frog legs. Yeah. And no. you know what? I don't. Me neither, but uh, my mom used to love them, and my sisters all loved them. So we used to go, we used to go frog hunting all the time. Yeah, gigging leopard frogs. frogs. And I don't even see them anymore like we used to. We used to see all the time giant leopard frogs, and uh, and one day we thought, well, I mean, I probably was maybe ten or twelve years old, and me and my buddy were like, let's, we might as well get them and we'll make frog legs out of them, you know. So we shot a bunch of them, you know, with BB guns and. I mean, big ones, big frog legs. And so my dad was like, oh, okay, well, frog legs, you know. So we skinned them all out, and it happened to be a toad in, in one of them, you know, and uh, skinned that out, too, and ate that, and everybody got kind of sick over that. <laughs> yeah, so don't eat toad legs. Don't eat anything gross. When I was younger, I did bullfrogs paddle boat and yeah. the martini chain up in Macosta, Michigan. Mm-hmm. I come home with 20, 30 of big bullfrogs. You grew up in Macosta? I used to. I grew up there in the summers at my grandpa's trailer house. It was uh, a great time. I, I, I took that paddle boat miles a day fishing and just screwing around. I used to like living down that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went you know to school what? There that place hasn't changed hardly at all. I no. mean, if you go Big Rapids, it's changed a lot, but if you go yeah. outside of that... Mm-hmm. It's the same. Well, I, I went to school in Big Rapids, and then I, I lived in that trailer on the Martini chain, drove to Big Rapids from there. How? Uh, oh, you went to Ferris. Yep. Yep. You didn't go to high school there. No. Nope. Nope. So, yeah, I like that area a lot. Uh, I used to live on 18 and 135th Avenue. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Hey.
I got a message. Uh-oh. All is well. That's not a dessert served message? Yeah. Not a dessert waiting for us? <laughs> oh, man, that pizza log is sitting low. <laughs> oh, it's going to just put me out. Like yeah. Full carbo load. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we had pizza logs tonight. Uh, your, uh, our finest in blue. It's a personal recipe. It's really good. <laughs> my mine, my first one turned out good. My second one was no good. Actually, the first one wasn't that good either. Um, but his were all great. So that's. Well, you can make those as calzones. I mean, that would. Yeah. I think your flattened method is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and he rolled his thinner too. Mm-hmm. His crust was thinner. Yeah. That was last year. They were your size, though, weren't they? Yeah. So I just went off based off of what you do, but um, I think for the way we cooked them this year, your new design is better. I'm trying to think uh, what else. Uh, so who's Let's see, the primary was today. Nebraska, oh, uh, Nevada primary. I wonder who won. Bernie! I, I don't Bernie know. Won. Well, I, I keep wondering how, how, how long it's going to be before he gets another lake house and drops out. <laughs> like, <laughs> he that, those. I mean, what are the reasons why <laughs> would he run? I mean, he can't really think that he's going to win. Well, some of these people, it's... It's more they want to get the issues on the table, and that may be what he's thinking. Because he's pulled the Democrat Party extreme left. Sanders. Well, yeah, but everybody on that stage in the debate thing the other night was extreme left. Well, I know, but it wasn't that way when Obama was running. He's pretty left. He just didn't show it. Yeah, but he didn't until... show it. But now everybody in that whole on that they're whole just trying to see how far left they can go. So, so yeah. we are reporting a four point two percent. We uh, just won the in. Nevada caucus. The grassroots movement's unstoppable. <laughs> Together, let's win the Democratic nomination, defeat Trump, and transform the country. Join us in live in San Antonio. Anyway, that's, that's that is with 4.2% reporting, so hopefully you can snatch Jaws victory up. Oh, he'll win. I'm guessing he'll he just, win. He, he just put it on his uh, Twitter. Yeah, he's going to win it. He, I think he's going to win that nomination, and then he's going to get murdered by Trump. Yep. I See, to me, I don't think they'll let him. I think I think they'll, they'll do something. Yeah, it's going to take more than a lake And it may be he might get Clinton'd. <laughs> He might get a Hillary. Yeah. You know? That's a that's a rough death. Yeah, Die of a Hillary. Yeah, you commit suicide by shooting your head self in the head twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Sometimes back. Three times. Yeah. Or Epstein. That is some screwed up stuff. So that's that's after our last I, I'm podcast. Still, I'm still loving that Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, you, you know why I buy that Phoenix ammunition? Yeah, and they posted a meme on Facebook one day, and they put us. They put a billboard up, and every on their machines and equipment, they have Epstein didn't kill himself all over. <laughs> I ordered all kinds of ammo from them now. <laughs> well, so, I think, I think, I think Clinton was on Epstein's plane when I saw him in uh, Haiti. Okay, because it would be about right. Heading to the island. Yep. Yeah, the um, yeah. So the, I mean, it's just fishy. But it, 
so as soon as it said that he had been arrested and was going to jail, if you look back that day on my Facebook timeline, I posted, he will never see the in, inside of a courtroom. You know what and I'm curious two weeks about, later, though? there was an attempt on him, and two that weeks lady. after that, he was dead. I'm curious about that lady that was her, that was his fixer, or whatever you want to call her. Mm. The one that was a, the gathering of people. She's, she's singing somewhere. You think so? I would be. I'd be like, give me in protective custody, serious protective custody, somebody that doesn't have anything to do with this guy, and it won't be like the King of England or, or the Queen of England or yeah. or any Prince of England or or no Kennedy or well, no Clinton. The jail cell is supposed to be pretty good protective custody, but that didn't really work <laughs> out. I, you know what? I uh, no way is that safe. No way. That's like the yeah, most not safe the place there is ever. Because you can always get to somebody. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even know how you would how you would ever when they when those people have that kind of power. Yeah, you're just done. They're gonna get you. My shit went out. <laughs> yep, Epstein didn't kill himself. So I'm Pretty trying to sure. think uh, what else is what else is new. Um, Marty's not on a mountain man anymore. Who's that? Guy with the beard. He used Trapper. to be on a mountain man, that mountain men show. Okay. He's the only. He was like the only show. legit guy. Yeah. I think. He retired. Yeah. Trapper. He was First a trapper. Pilot. He was pretty. He's pretty bomb ass dude. Wait, when you think about it, he used to fly in and... A couple trapper cabins and... Yep. Uh, yeah, he was a real deal. That's cool. You never watch that show? I don't watch TV, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can watch that on some other station, I think. I don't know, that was on History, right? Yeah. You can't get anything on History. It's been years um, since I watched you it. You have to actually too. watch that. Have that on, like, some cable. They don't have, like, its own can't buy the History Channel on, like, the Internet. Hmm. The Internets. Interwebs. On Roku. Really? Mm-hmm. You got to pay for it, though, but you got to have it, so. you got to have it another, another way, another yeah. cable provider. Hmm. Well. Because I'd watch Oak Island, because that kind of fascinates me, how much money they could actually spend on that show. <laughs> The guy lives a couple nothing. miles away from me. Huh? Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, I think. Well, I think it's like hilarious because it's like yeah. they're uncovering everything that people did prior to them. Yep. You know, and they're thinking it's some kind of. Well, yeah. Well, we already knew that they dug that up there. <laughs> we already knew that they put timbers there. Well, I think the best premise of those shows is if they actually did find something, you'd know long before that show aired because it'd be all over the news. Oh yeah. yeah. Just like finding Bigfoot shows. You really think they're just going to announce it on a History Channel show on a Tuesday night? Yeah. <laughs> no. It'd be all over the place yeah. if it was actually found. But. Well, to me, the, the, the story that makes the most sense is the one of two things. The first one is that was a pirate island, and anybody caught on that island was to be put to death because they were considered to be pirates. And two kids got caught on that island. So either one of two things. Either they made up, completely made up that story 100% and sold it to save their ass or they came across something that was 
like a like a Minoan copper mine in Isle Royal, where something had happened a gazillion years ago, and you know it's like all the copper from from the from uh, Isle Royal was the Bronze Age copper. Hmm. They apparently they like do the DNA on it and and uh, they prove that the that all the copper in the Bronze Age came from Isle Royal. Hmm. Nobody can figure out how it got there, but they figure that a boatload of people had to had to probably just boats. Yeah, by boat probably. Yeah. <clears throat> but so I thought I said, well, it's either either that or the plaster that they dug up underground, it was probably a, a plaster, mi- like a, a gypsum mine. Okay. And they used it for, like, all the frescoes in Rome. Mm. Okay. Which, guess what? My idea is just as good as anybody else's idea. Because nobody freaking knows. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I don't know anything about it, to be honest. You don't know so. anything about Oak Island? No, Do you remember nothing. that from your, being a little kid? No, they never talked about that. It was a it was a big deal. I remember when I was a little kid, it was a big deal. Mm. All the money that was spent on the island. I mean, they we're talking like President Roosevelt was involved in it. John Wayne wow. was involved in it. Uh, I don't even know how many people from back when were involved with it. And there's supposed to be like a buried treasure there. They or don't something? know. Okay. They, this, like the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, right they there. think that. Well, and that's the fun, that's the that's the other funny part. Is they always oh, it's like Templar treasure. Well, no, it's not Templar treasure. It's because it, you know they're all like oh they're Masons, you know. Yeah. It's like no, the Knights Templar were not Masons. They were Catholics, and Catholics can't be Masons. And Templar Knights would not become Masons. They would not leave their faith. That was the that's the, their whole premise is based on a group of guys that left their faith and they didn't do it. They would never do it. So, what else is new? I got nothing either. Anybody else? Bonnie new knives. You and I have been going back and forth about building a knife that goes from Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah. There's a so there's a knife in this. And the problem is, is that unless you've seen it, I can't. None of this will make any sense to you. But anyway, there's supposedly an 1899 knife in this video game that there's literally no way you can make it without a CNC mill. Why? Uh, because it's a full tang knife with a full double guard on it and a and an actual pommel. Now you could pin the pommel on, but you can't get a full double guard over a full tang knife. And it's also a coffin handle, so you couldn't do a completely yeah. rectangle knife. Well, yeah, you go on the blade first. No, the blade is like three inches. It's it's a big, big Bowie knife. It it wouldn't work. Um, but in the in the technology to do that didn't exist back then. And they the other thing is they didn't really make full tang knives. But anyway, so that's what, what video game, is game. This on? Red Dead Redemption oh, Two, the game. one we're obsessing about. Could it all be completely forged out? They wouldn't. Yeah, but they wouldn't use that much yeah, muscle. An, inter- an, an integral bolt. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't really do that. But they could have done. This that. is Arthur Morgan, though. Okay, well, <laughs> they could have done that. That was that was the technology that's available. They could do it in 1899. Would they go you to you the can, trouble? You can to... forge that out. No, absolutely, Not... you can. You can forge a full tang integral guard. 
Absolutely, you can. That's yeah. perfect. Absolutely, you can. That's why they had files. Those Japanese guys made katanas. I saw where the, uh, the actual hilt on it. They split the blade down mm-hmm. and wrapped it to where yeah. your actual guard is. Yeah. All integral. Yeah. On it. Yeah. yeah. So you got a Dittmar Poole made knife like that. Makes knives like that. If you you got to understand that, like prior to like nineteen ninety five. If you were in the Knife Makers Guild, you were not allowed to use a CNC machine. Mm. I mean, people did, and they got in trouble for it. Mm. So all of those knives that were from the Knife Makers Guild up until, like, I think, even, well, it's a kind of controversial even today. People say that you're not supposed to use it at all. You're supposed to do everything by hand. And uh, and if you see some of the integrals that are, that were, are in, that they make, yeah, I mean it's done with files well, and right, and so well, and that's the thing is you could do that. You you could literally just take a block of steel yeah. and do that all with files. Right. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying in 1899, would they have wasted that much steel? No. <laughs> yeah. So that's been my that's been my point about the knife is yeah, like no, no, they would not. It's have not that. period correct. Is is the only thing I'm saying. Uh, and then we were we went back and forth trying to figure out how you could manufacture it. Well, you could do a frame tang, mm-hmm. yeah. but even then, like I've got drawings of, of yeah a full tang, frame tang, split tang, like yeah. multiple different ways you can call it, and it's pin it, everything's pinned into place. Yeah, so you essentially get the look of a full tang knife, and it's not a full tang knife. Yeah, it's I, multiple, and you could slip a guard on over yeah. that, but yeah, then you, well, you build it. You build it and then put the t- put all the pieces out afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And so that was one way we talked about. And then the, but still, it was like they're just not going to go to that amount mm. of trouble. Uh, but anyway, trying to think. Anybody got anything else? Me neither. Yeah. So somewhere right now in Pakistan, there's a guy with a block of steel between his toes and a file and he's making a Colt 45 slide mm-hmm. <laughs> like perfectly yeah it's like that all over the place there's a lot yeah. of guys like that yeah and they're oh yeah. their toes are the vice Must and they sit there bad. all day with a little file and they've got like a thing to compare it to huh. yeah. oh I know what's new I got one of those Chinese shoe passers Oh yeah, tell me about machine. that. Yeah, that's kind of a funny thing. Uh, so, of course, growing up, you know, a lot of us had grandmas that would sew, and so we would, uh, you know, as a little kid, you'd play with a sewing machine, and grandma'd set you up, and you'd make pin cushions or something like that. Yeah, pillows. Well, so. Um, I found, I ran across this thing, and it's called a Chinese, um, it's a Chinese shoe patching machine is what it is. And it basically, it's a knockoff of some some sewing machine that the cavalry used to use during the Civil War. Okay. Okay, and it was made to fix harnesses and, like, patch shoes for the soldiers. Right. Well, so this machine is quite crude. It's a $100 machine. Right. But it'll sew through leather. And it'll sew through all kinds of cloth, and it does a real simple, you know, real simple stitch. But it's it's funny because you actually can learn how a damn sewing machine works. And if you've never looked at a sewing machine, it is one of the most fascinating 
machines that you've ever seen. Yeah. And they and they were from the turn of the century, 1900s, prior yeah. to 1900s. And they are fascinating how you could take a machine and pieces of thread and tie knots in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is amazing how they work. My mom had one of those old black singers. Yep. Yeah. Yep, they, and they're they're unbelievably fascinating how the, the the engineering that was in that and that was all no I mean all there's no computer aided design in that <laughs> that's all drawn with a pencil and a you know a number three pencil and a straight edge and drafting I mean it's amazing what they can do yeah and so when you look at how crude this thing is you look at it you go how the hell does that possibly work because it's like it's nasty. Yeah. And you you put a piece of material in there and it sews it. It's nice. amazing. And it's like a hundred bucks. Where, cool. where is this from? A Chinese shoe patcher. Now see, you would buy one mm-hmm. and you would go through the whole thing and make it like perfect. Yeah. You know, put new bearings in it, put new, you know, I mean, smooth everything out the way it's supposed to. I For a hundred bucks though, that's worth, worth a project. You'd, you'd laugh your ass off if you... Go and look at it. Yeah, there's There's tons of YouTube videos of people. So... So the whole point is, it's like a $100 sewing machine, okay? And a lot of guys are buying these, and they, they start doing all this work to them, and they end up with something that they've got, like $800 into it. <laughs> and you can buy, like, an $800 uh, American made 29 Singer, Model 29 Singer, which is the same thing, only it was made right to start with. Right. You know, all nice forged pieces and cast iron pieces. and It's like those guys that buy Mosin and Gantz and Decker. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a project, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and when you're done with it, you still got to mosin it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was another one. It was, uh, uh, what the hell was it that people were buying and putting all kinds of money into it, and then you, at the end, you still have a, you still have a, Oh, I know what it was. When I was shooting Bullseye, it was, uh, people would buy a, uh, a Ruger um, Mark One. Yeah. yeah. And Rugers are, are great guns, awesome pieces. The problem with them for shooting bullseye is that the minute you pull the trigger, it dumps all the shit in the in the works. Mm. So it changes. Every trigger pull is changed. Every time you pull the trigger, it's mm. a little bit different. And so when you're shooting bullseye, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be the same consistency. That's how you win. So you got guys that would spend, you know, they buy a $250 Ruger. They put a thousand dollars into it, and they had the same problems as a two hundred fifty dollar one. You know, nice. Instead of buying a forty one, a model forty one Smith or something like that, and I didn't, I didn't put a bunch of money into it, but I shot better than a Ruger could shoot, and I would have never believed it was possible until I shot with somebody else's forty one, and. So I for for like three years I fought trying to get my scores up with a with a Ruger, and I I got to a plateau and I could not get any better than that. <laughs> and uh, the end of one season, a, a buddy of mine said, "Hey, shoot this round with this gun," and he and he was left-handed and he handed me a Smith 41 and I shot like 40 points higher. Hmm. <laughs> it was like just that much difference. Like, well, I guess you can shoot better than a gun can, but. Not knocking a Ruger pistol because they're a lot of fun. I have several of them, and they they will shoot well, and they're good two-handed guns, and they're good good plinkers, and but they're just not bullseye guns. Even if you put a grand into them, they're still not a bullseye gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, 
So shoe patching, everything goes back to guns. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and that's why you know, and that's why Singer made rifles during the war. I knew that. I heard that. Yep. yep. Singer made rifles during the war. Uh, uh, what's the other uh, typewriter company made? Was it IBM? It was a typewriter company. Uh, Who made Corona? Uh, Smith Corona made yeah. made guns. They made uh, I think 1911s and carbines. Oh, Saginaw steering gear made carbines. Wow. During the war. Okay, here's one. Somebody brought this up to me the other day and said, "You, why do you think we're not doing that today? During World War II, <clears throat> every company that was making anything put their money into the war effort. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that today. Right. Nobody. No, I, mean, they, I mean, literally, Saginaw Gear dropped what they were doing and made guns. Uh, people were turning in their cast iron, their aluminum pots and pans, mm-hmm. and shit, so that toward the war effort. They drove less, they had gas rationing, and everybody was like part of the war effort. Hmm. We haven't done that since World War II. Yeah. In Korea, we didn't give well, a we shit. we haven't had a war since World War II. We've well, had conflicts. Right. And police actions. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. But even today, can you imagine anybody saying... Oh, I'm not going to buy those, you know. They're not giving up shit, no. Yeah, I'm not, my fiberware, I'm going to keep my fiberware pans. I'm not going to turn them in for for the war effort. <clears throat> well, I have a war effort. I'm warring to stay awake here. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's bedtime. It is. Well, anyway, I'll I'll stay up for a bit, but I'm, I think I'm going to end the podcast because I have to go out and... Uh, Make a yellow dart in the snowbank. <laughs> drain some, drain some dew off the lily. Shake some right. dew off the lily. And then, uh, hopefully, uh, I won't have any urgency to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. We didn't have any real good political talk. Though. Well, there's I'm really not saying. much to say. Just saying. I mean, what are we going to say that's any different? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, we've pretty much said it. Uh, it's been pretty quiet, really. Trump's the greatest president ever. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. Anybody right. have any parting parting jabs? You should have nope. been here. Yeah, you should have come. Yeah. You guys can always come. Just hit us up on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you say? Uh, keep your knife sharp and your friend sharper. What's up with you? Not a whole heck of a lot. Uh, basically sheltering in place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, social isolation. Yeah. It's my, it's my life anyways. I mean, I'm making maple syrup, and we tapped a bunch of trees this year, and we're, we're about, um, I think we're like 10 gallons of syrup into this. Nice. Um, we are... Uh, concerned about the coronavirus um we're selling knives we're i don't know buying beans i guess rolls of toilet paper 
<laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. Well, and now all these people are realizing they were stupid to just buy like 14 million rolls of toilet paper. And they're trying to take them back. And That's the funny. stores are not letting them take them back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm hilarious. I know we've got in Sheboygan, uh, the city of Sheboygan's got a company that makes rolls of toilet paper. And when this all when this all happened a week ago, excuse me, everybody was like going crazy for toilet paper, and yeah. they were like, you know, we normally don't do this retail, but if you have cash, uh, come on in, we'll sell you a case of ninety six rolls of toilet paper for twenty bucks. Nice. And they. <laughs> It was on a Wednesday. They did it. They started it at 10 o'clock. There were people starting to line up, I guess, at 7 in the morning. And there was there was a line that was over two miles long, and they ran out. Oh, my God. Yep. They ran out of toilet paper. <laughs> and, and, they, and they did it again last Wednesday. I don't know if they ran out again last Wednesday, but I don't know how many rolls they gave they sold, but... Well, how many rolls of toilet paper do you actually need, people? I, I don't know. I that's the that's the funny funny part. It, I mean, literally, we were we were cracking up. My my oldest boy and I were laughing like crazy so hard. I was like, you know, I said if this really became a big issue that we could never get toilet paper again in our life, I said I'd run a hot water line into my bathroom and put one of those little sink squirters on there. <laughs> or, I said I wash my butt. Yeah, or even better. <laughs> Apparently, I, these people have never been in an outhouse that had a Sears catalog sitting right. in it. Yeah. I, I mean, that was my point. It's like, you know, well, they I, must I, have I never it. been in an outhouse in their life. There's not toilet laughing. paper in there. I was laughing so hard with the, with the, with the memes that were showing up on Facebook. I mean, I was just sharing them with Kathy. You know, you had... You had the ones who were saying, guys were saying, well, you know what? If you just use your finger and wash your hands, you're less likely to touch your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, th this much is true. You know, I mean, it, it's just this, it's just so ridiculous that, you know, nobody said that we're running out of anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, we, <laughs> I don't even, I mean, you know, I wrote a book about it. And yeah. I basically said, you know what? Stockpile stuff that you use, yeah. you know, foods that you eat that that will last long term. Yeah, you know, but put it in your rotation so that you use it every every three months. You're out of it. And you need to get more. Yeah, and so that you continually, you know, keep that stock built up. And and I tell you what, people just amaze me. Yeah, you know, and and it's not like I can't go to the gas station, our favorite gas station, and buy meat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, well, uh, you know, they went out and they bought all this toilet toilet paper and stuff. But my point is, is like, if you don't have food, how are you going to shit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I think I think the initial I think the initial thing, you know, people are conf people are pretty confused. I think when it comes to flu, people think that when they get the when they get the runs, they get diarrhea. They think that that's the flu. They they don't they don't put you know. This is the brown bottle flu, or this is food poisoning. They think that the flu, when you say, "Oh, this is flu season," that it's it's like food po getting food poisoning, where people are vomiting and 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 yeah. getting diarrhea. They don't realize that that most flu flus are are upper upper respiratory, right? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, maybe there's some that are a little bit different, and they may 
they may have actually but but I think that my understanding was most most official flus are some kind of respiratory feverish type thing right it attacks your you know they tend to attack your your moist portions of your body yeah and maybe and maybe you do end up with diarrhea at some point in time because your your body's destroying itself but but I think that that's not not the common way flu shows its head. Yeah, no, it's usually an upper respiratory thing. It has nothing to do with your butthole. Right, and so, um, <laughs> and well, and so it's it's kind of funny because they'll, I'll have people that I talk. Oh, I just got over a bad case of the flu. I was sitting on the toilet for for like four days. It's like, well, dude, you had the flu. You had like food poisoning. No, yeah. no, no, no way. It's like, yeah, you ate salad that somebody didn't wash their hands when they put when they put it together. Mm-hmm. That's typically where you get it, or you get onions. I mean. I, I read a uh, an onions are to, evil, evil uh, yeah, things. notoriously, notoriously bad for collecting. Um, well, even they spoil, and you don't even know they spoil. Yeah, you know, but they apparently are. I mean, I guess years ago it was one of the things that they used to put in hospitals. They would cut an onion to um, attract bacteria away from the patient. Oh, weird. Which is which is kind of funny when you think about it. I mean, that was that was like one of the like a medieval thing. Yeah, where that they they realized that onions attracted bacteria. <laughs> I don't know if it I don't know if it, out of the, it takes it out of the room or or what, but but they would actually because it because they say that that onions are the most often the culprit. Either onions or non-washed lettuce yeah. are the mostly the culprit of um, food poisoning, and uh, because they don't people don't wash the onions right regularly. They, and they and they do a poor job washing lettuce, and you know what? If people realize how many times restaurant people don't wash their hands, you probably wouldn't eat in restaurants very often. Yeah, they uh, touch their butts and then touch your food. Yeah, and then touch their money and touch everybody's money and tie their shoes on their shoelaces or because they were dragging through the. The, the restroom on the floor, you know, it's like the dirtiest part of your <laughs> of your of your clothing is like shoelaces. Yeah, you know, they say that shoelaces are like the worst because um, a lot of times, you know, they're, the shoelace is untied and you take several steps before you tie it back up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe they don't do this anymore, but I remember when I was in in this is a junior high school. Thing. We did a uh, an experiment in in my biology class where our teacher took a balloon full of and I don't know what kind of bacteria it was a common bacteria mm-hmm. and put it in a balloon with water maybe maybe it was just yeast I don't I have no idea what kind of bacteria it was mm-hmm. but um not the I guess yeast is a bacteria no it isn't no what is it yeah, it's a yeast <laughs> it's a yeast. <laughs> okay, would it grow, would that grow in a peach? That grow in a peach. Yeah, well, right? yeah, absolutely. Okay, so maybe it was yeast. Maybe it was, but it was something. He put it in the center of the room, and everybody took their little petri dish and put it somewhere in the room in the lab where they thought that they would get the least amount of exposure. <clears throat> and then it was cool. So people had their petri dish scattered all over the room. He put the balloon up in the middle. Everybody took the lids off their petri dish. We all walked out of the room, and. The, the balloon was hanging from the acoustic tile mm-hmm. in the center, and he shot it with a BB gun. Nice. 
And it was fascinating how much of that shit got everywhere. In, in like a very short period of time, um, we put the lids on the Petri dishes, put them in the incubator or whatever it was, and uh, a couple days later, everybody was floored at how much crap was in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was like, okay, so you get a good understanding of how far this stuff travels. You know, if you sneeze, or if you, you know, cough, and we did those things too. You sneeze on it, put the cover on it. Yeah. See what would grow. And, um, so, I mean, maybe they don't even that anymore. I don't know. Because you would think that if, if you realized how many times people sneeze in the air as you walk behind them. Yeah. You know, you're walking coded. right through all of their, all of their whatever they got. Yep. You know? And, uh, and so, um, it's, it's pretty, pretty fascinating to me how little people understand the, how this stuff works. Yeah. I mean, you think you're born with a human body. You think eventually you'd figure out how it works by the time you're 20 or 30 years old. But, <laughs> but apparently they don't understand how, how it works. I think they're still wondering how they get pregnant. <laughs> sometimes. But I don't know. I, the, the, the whole hand washing thing and the whole, you know, is amazing to me. And people don't even know how to wash their hands. I saw a video the other day. It was how to wash your hands. <sighs> you know, doesn't, don't people get, don't people learn that anymore? Uh, I mean, I no. know, I, I mean, I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess that when you went to med school, you probably had a class on how to wash it. Well, no, how to surgically scrub, which is a different thing. Um, but that's that's a totally different level of washing your hands. So that's yeah. the only the only thing like that we had. Um, but it just it just cracks me up. I it, it it always amazes me the level of what's I mean. Cuomo, I like to. I was laughing at the other day. I was watching. I, I can't hardly handle listening to him talk, but I was watching one of the news conferences. He's complaining about M95 masks. Uh huh. And behind him was a whole backdrop of cases of of M95 masks. <laughs> like literally, the whole wall behind him was just cases of masks, but they're out of masks. Yeah. You know. I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? Well, so anyway, I have an interesting theory about Cuomo, if you want to hear it. Okay, go. Cool. Okay, so... He's running for president, probably. Well, yeah. Okay, so here's how this would work, because the media has been, like, riding his jock super oh, yeah. hard. Oh, yeah. And I think how this is going to work is they're going to say... The only way it would work is if they didn't have any more primaries and Biden couldn't get to the 1,900 delegates well, or whatever it is or, he needs. Or Joe could have an accident. Yeah. Slip and, slip and fall. I mean, he is, you know, elderly. Right. Well, at any rate, the the only way it would legit work is if they'd said, okay, we're, we're not going to have any more primaries. And then that would lead to a brokered convention. And then somebody will put Cuomo up. And they'll have to do the deals and things, and Bernie will have to get his ocean house this time, or maybe even an ocean village, and Joe will have to get something out of it, you know. But point being, like, I think they are legit trying to, um, they're not happy with either uh, Biden or Bernie. 
Uh, give me just a second. I'll be right back. I gotta tell them to quit vacuuming outside my door. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my theory is that they're not satisfied with either Biden or Bernie. Right. And uh, because neither of them is going to fare at all well against Trump. And right now, Cuomo has the uh, the emergency bump, you know, like right. like Giuliani got. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and I think uh, I think. Well, and even there was a guest host for Rush last week that was praising how good uh, of a job what's-his-face was doing Cuomo. Yeah. Well, you know what's, what's interesting to me is they are all acting as though they have, they've declared martial law. Yeah. I mean, I heard him, I don't know, maybe you heard him saying this stuff, but he was saying that uh, uh, I want the hospitals to double their bed capacity by next week. You can't just miracle I, that, and you he, know. He kept and he kept doing that. I mean, he kept, uh, he kept saying things like that. You yeah, know, I want to, you know, uh, you don't have any choice. I want. You to. Well, it's like, what do you mean you don't have any? This is a free market. It, it, well, and, and it's not just that. What he's asking—that's like saying I want every kid in America to have a pony and a lollipop tomorrow. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah, there's not even enough. There's not even enough lollipops, let alone ponies. Exactly. You know, so what you're asking for is not only physically impossible, but when we can't deliver it, we're not going to look dumb. You are. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, and I and I I don't understand how. Um, I don't really understand how these how they are getting away with this, and nobody, of course, nobody's calling out out on it because the. The mainstream media is all about this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously, I, I, they've been hungering for the ability to just demand things and expect obedience for as long as there's been such a thing as government. To be honest, that's right. Well, and that's what I've been saying about the about all of the bureaucrats. All they ever want to do is expand their kingdom. But, but the thing that gets me. And, and, and for some reason, people do not see this. But somehow or another, we are re- they're, asking, they're asking you, actually, they're demanding of you the fruits of your labor. Yeah. They're, and, they're, and they're giving it to somebody that, is, that wants it. Well, they've been doing that forever. That's yep. called, uh, so that, that was when What's-His-Face packed the Supreme Court. Because it, income tax and things like that were seen as unconstitutional, and then right. the one president packed the Supreme Court, 
And that was really the beginning of the end because once you figure out you can vote money away from one person and give it to another, the fucking wheels come off the train. Well, you know what, what's what's fascinating to me is even with the, like the I mean it's this is not just the national level. This is this is the county level, this is the city level, this is the state level, this is all of them. Because for example, you can own your piece of property outright. You own it. There's no liens on it. There's no mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. You ne- but you never you can't own it because because the county or the state will tax it until you can't own it anymore. Yeah. Well, they tried to do that when I lived in uh, Kansas. They wanted I had a quarter acre of land out by where the NASCAR track went in, and they tried to eminent domain it and enough people found out about it and got pissed that they couldn't do that so then they tried to tax it based on um you know if if it was sold blah 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 but they they just picked and so my i bought my house for 114,950. they tried to tax me as if it was a four hundred and twenty five thousand dollar house right so i went and i looked at all of the real estate sales that had happened in the last three years in my neighborhood and I put together a chart and graphs and Excel sheets and I said there's no comparables to my property that you can base that number on and then they they reversed their decision and taxed me at the real value rate right but even you know. even if but think about it let's say you're retired yeah. you have a fixed income mm-hmm. you own your house outright you you make enough you you your retirement is big enough that you can pay for your electric bill, you can pay for your groceries, you can pay for your toilet paper, you can pay for everything, mm-hmm. and you own your property, so you think you're pretty much set. Mm-hmm. And then they decide that they're going to the taxes come due, and all of a sudden you're you're screwed. Yeah. Because even if you own your property, they can still take it from you. Yeah. If you don't pay your taxes. Yeah, that's true. And, and and then you don't have much say as to where they're spending the money. I mean, right now my county has got their head in their up there so bad that they're we're upside down. Yeah, the, the county is upside down because they had a board that spent like twenty million dollars in one year on frivolous stuff. Yeah, decided we're going to have an ambulance. Decided they were going to have a dark sky park. We're going to build an a, an observatory. <laughs> we're going to build an observatory to support. The hotels that are in the county. Well, there's like where they built the observatory. There's like one hotel in the in the area. The rest of them are all in a different county. <sighs> I mean, it's like it's like stupid stuff like that. It's like, wh- what are you thinking? Yeah, exactly. You know this this uh, this virus. I mean, I understand the I understand the social distancing. I understand the whole thing. I mean, but they're applying the same rules to us as they are to New York City. Yeah. You know, and we're like, well, wait a minute, we're, we social distance all the time. You don't need to tell us how to do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're, we're, if this is all about population density. This has nothing to do with anything other than population density. Right. You put, you put 40 rats in a, in a cage that's designed for 10. Yeah. And 30 of them are going to die. Oh, they that, will kill, that, they will kill 30 of them. Yeah, well, the, so there's a there's a, a famous experiment called the Mouse Utopia experiments, and I just need to run through this real quick. So they took a uh, 
they took a little enclosure, like nine by nine feet or whatever, and put all these nice little mouse habitats and shit in there. Uh, and they, uh, put a little population of rats in there. And then, you know, some, some of these little rat, uh, houses were more desirable than others and blah, 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 because they were closer to food or water. And they basically just let them run wild for a few years. And what happened eventually is they stopped breeding and the the populations died off because uh, like there'd be like one alpha Chad rat and he'd <laughs> like get all the women and all the other rats, like the incel rats, uh, all they did was like sit in one part of the cage and just like groom themselves. So they were like glorious looking rats, but they refused to breed and the whole, <laughs> the whole thing wow. died. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I always heard about a study that was called the rats in the cage study. That's probably they, the same one. They overpopulate, they overpopulate a cage and the rats will turn on each other and kill the number down till they're comfortable. Yeah. So that if they, uh, if they, you know, they, they like self correct their, their population by doing yeah, they, they probably do. That's a, yeah. that's a good idea. But, um, I guess the, the point is, is that all of these, all of these, uh, I mean, they're, they're actually talking about, our governor was actually talking about sending patients or sending people from the Detroit area up north. Yeah, no, we, you, you keep them down there. There's a I mean, reason we chose I mean, to live you, up here. Yeah, but can you imagine? I mean, think about this for a second. The city of Charlevoix has a hospital in it. I don't think that they have 13 beds. <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, I, I, it may be 12. I don't know, but they don't have very many beds. I mean, how how are you going to ship up a population of sick people into an area that is, you know, pretty much balanced as to what how it works in a normal setting? Yeah, it's not like the it's not like the Charlevoix Hospital gets overrun in the summertime because of stupid people breaking things, breaking right. their legs and stuff. You know, yeah. they, they seem to be the right size for even the influx of people in the summertime, but yeah. they're not set up to do the influx of sick people. That they're talking about, and of course, now what was it that the the lady said last night? Wh- which I I find the CDC fascinating. I find them to be fascinating people because they're extremely number driven. That's that's what they know about more than anything else. They know about numbers. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when their numbers are wrong or the models wrong, they, they get all screwed up. They don't even know what to. They don't even know what to think about it. Yeah, you know they're they're trying to they're trying to get as many people tested as possible. Well, what does that show? Fourteen days later, they get a result back. Yeah, and they knew that that person had it or didn't. It doesn't help with the. It doesn't help with understand. All it does is help. It's like we're a big. Like right. All they so they understand how this grew the way it is for historical purposes because it sure as hell is not helping what we're doing now. Right. You know, what helps what we're doing now is for them to go on their air and say, look, this is what you need to do. You need to wash your hands. You need to not touch your face. You need to go, you know, if you if you go to work, wipe your stuff off. Clean your stuff up. Yeah. And if you touch your butthole, use yeah. a shittens. Yeah. It's exactly. a mitten with <laughs> the only shittier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, it's like a, it's, it's like, it, they should be focusing on trying to find what's going to help rather than for historical purposes, we're going to find out how it spread. Yeah. 
Well, they, 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 now they still don't even know. I mean, they're talking about 14 days this virus still lived on that ship, on the cruise ship. Yeah. I mean, have you been, you've been following this stuff, right? I try to ignore it, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, they're, they're saying that, that Italy, Italy was really bad, really hard hit. And I'm like, well, that's, that's Italian. They think that garlic cleans their hands. You know, like, like literally they do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, garlic yeah. and oil is, I mean, it's, they wash their hands very infrequently and, but garlic is, kills everything, you know, yeah. and apparently it doesn't kill this virus. But, right. But they, but the, uh, um, and that's just tongue in cheek. I, I, it's population density. That's what this is always been about. Yeah. Um, it's hitting the areas that are the most i mean and you look at a cruise ship for god's sakes i don't know how anybody got off that boat without being sick well there's that you know i mean it, that is like especially when they figured out that okay it's uh hard surfaces that last for i mean at first they were saying plastic and stainless steel three days mm. airborne like five hours or something yeah it's like well if it's airborne five hours you can't even be in the same proximity you can't even walk through the same area that somebody else was in. Right. That had it. Well, so anyway, let's. Speaking of our illustrious governor, um, why don't you give the background about the letter about the hydroxychloroquine? Because I have some other stuff to add. Okay. To that. Okay. So, so this has just hit the news the other day. Um, as everybody that's been following any kind of news knows, that there was a study done in a guy. A doctor did somewhat of a study on 36 patients that he treated with hydroxychloroquine, a Z-pack, and zinc. And he, and it was not an unusual treatment, right? Um, for this, for this, uh, uh, for this virus, and he was treating. Now, now remind. Now, this is like there is nothing that anybody was doing that was fixing any of this stuff. Regular antibiotics wasn't helping. I mean, these guys were coming in and they were either, you know, getting it over it with no medicine whatsoever or they're going on a respirator and dying. Right. I mean, it was, there was like no, there was like nothing in between. It was like nothing here. I'm going to give you an IV. I mean, all they could do was support and treat the symptoms, but that was it. They were not stopping any growth of anything. And unless your body could overcome it on its own, you were pretty much toast. Right. So, so this doc does the study. He has a result after like 10 days that the first six days he had uh, uh, patients with viruses that went from, I don't, I don't know the, the, what they call the numbers, but it was like a hundred percent reduction in the virus in six days. Yeah. And, and he had it, it uh, however he was doing it with, if he was doing it with, uh, I don't know how he was testing for it, but, um, but he, but he had a hundred percent success rate with his, with these 36 patients treating them with this, with these meds. Right. So that word got out. Dr. Oz spread it on uh, Fox News and a couple other TV shows that he was on, that he had a friend. Well, he wouldn't have a friend. He heard about it. He contacted the guy. They talked about it. It sounded legit to him. And he was, he was presenting it to doctors here to say, look, try this. This is like, you know, this may or may not work, but this worked for this guy. So, I guess everybody started trying it, and they were having pretty good success rate. Yeah. Then, out of the blue, comes 
uh, several governors. It's not just Michigan, yeah, yeah, it's Nevada it's, as well. Yeah. North Carolina too. Yep. And so uh, let's say a half a dozen governors who all happen to be, I believe, Democrats, um, decided that they were going to say, no, you're not using this drug, these drugs like this, because they're off-label drugs. They're off, off, what do you call it, off-label? Off-label usage. But that's, off-label that's allowed. Use. That's absolutely allowed. You cannot, and, and so it's they wrote a letter. It's up to the doctor. And they threatened their licenses. They threatened um, a bunch of, I mean, like, you need to be turning in somebody that, that's doing this. If you're a doctor, you're required to turn in another doctor that does it. If you're a pharmacy, that you're, you're required to not fill those prescriptions if a doctor calls it in. And and it's amazing that they would do such. Anyways, and, and the, this combination appar- apparently has very little downside. It's not like the side effects are horrible. I've been on this drug for, I think, three years, maybe four years now. Mm-hmm. Um as as a treatment for my uh, my sarcoid, and which I don't know, maybe that makes me immune to this thing. I don't know, but anyway, um, the reason we found out about it was I had to get my script filled, and so we were we were going up to the maple syrup place uh, last weekend, and uh, Kathy runs into the hospital. To, we have a, they have a pharmacy in the hospital, and uh, I had called it in on Friday. We went up there Saturday morning. And the pharmacist was talking to her and saying, uh, we're, we only have one month for him, one month be, uh, for whatever reason. And she was like, really? He's like, there's a three-month script. And he said, yeah. He said, I, I'm out. I can't get it. Weird. And so, and so it was like, okay, so what's up with that? And, uh, I mean, this has never been a problem getting this drug. It's not, it's like not even, I mean, it's kind of a, it's not even the, the supposedly the best treatment for like um, any of the autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis or or um, what's the one with the skin? Um, uh, yeah, like uh, psoriasis, psoriasis. Yeah, psoriasis. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a bunch of other things that that used to be the treatment for it, but they don't. There's other things now. There's no antibiotic. I guess they call them biologics. Yeah. There's other biologics that I guess are they're better. Mm-hmm. And um, I I thought, well, you know what? The one that I'm on is seems to be working halfway decent, so I don't need to. Because there's other side effects with the biologics that I wasn't really fond of. So anyway, to make a long story short, this our state of Michigan sends out a letter, the licensing, um, that kind of sounds like a Gestapo type letter, like we're gonna freaking put you in jail and tattoo you if you use this drug <laughs> and I, I was pretty shocked when i saw it and the detroit news picked up the article i shared that this morning uh on facebook but i i really believe that that a lot of this that's going on right now is probably constitutionally a, a not good not constitutionally. yeah i mean they're i mean by making the statement that i'm we're going to close all the bars down I don't think that that's legal. Well, I don't think that they have legal authority to say, well, I'm declaring an emergency and I want all the guns back. I don't, I'm, I'm stopping sales of guns. I'm stopping sales of this. Or I'm stopping. I don't think, I don't think they can legally do that. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I mean, when you think about it, they, they didn't declare martial law. 
No. You know, and, and the tactics that they're using, I mean, when you declare martial law, you're suspending your constitution. They're suspending your constitutional right. Yeah. So something's happening that's so bad that your right to free speech is no longer protected. Right. Your right to um, freedom of religion is no longer protected. Your right to keep and bear arms is no longer protected. Right. They didn't do any of that. They didn't do any of that. And they are now, if you violate, if you have this disease and you violate your 14-day thing, they're talking about putting you in jail. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to um, declare martial law to uh, put to establish a quarantine, though. So we've done this before. There's there's a lot of precedents for it. Um, I don't. I'm not aware of a time where they said, "Well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make it so, you know, you can't prescribe a medication." You know, I that one I'm not aware of. Um, so, so you, so, and they, I mean, the whole part about closing businesses. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's unprecedented. I mean, I, statewide, I don't know we're closing the businesses, to... all the businesses statewide, and we're going to determine who is critical infrastructure. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know enough to speak uh, intelligently about I mean, that. But, well, I, maybe I'm not speaking intelligently. Sounds kind of hokey. I mean, sounds kind of hinky to me. Well, it sounds hinky to me as well. You know, I mean,. Uh, I had somebody call me the other day saying that my drivers need papers. I was like, you're what? My drivers need papers. I was like, really? You guys are critical infrastructure. You don't need any papers. <laughs> well, what if, the, what if the police pull them? What, what, what do you mean what if the police pull you over? You know, that's, that's ridiculous. They can't pull you over. There's no probable cause to pull you over. Right. Because you're just driving down the road. I mean, if you have a taillight out, yeah, maybe. But... They're not going to ask you why you're on the road, and no. we're gonna we're gonna. I mean, what 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 compiled law did you break? Yeah, exactly. What Michigan compiled law did you break? You know that that and that's the part that I that I'm not comfortable with. I mean, I I, I can see the the governor going on, you know, the the be in the radio saying, "Look, here's what we know." We know that this is very prevalent in, in high-density population. High population density seems to be where this is really going on. So in those areas, please, don't gather in groups. Try to keep your distance. You know, right. limit, your, limit your time going to the grocery store. Limit your, you know, but to take, to take the whole state and say, eh, you're all in the same boat and you're all we're closing down every restaurant. We're putting everybody out of work, and we don't care where your next paycheck is coming. Now, right. That being said, I'm not. I understand that people live paycheck, to paycheck, and that's a problem. That's a big problem. Maybe this corrects. I don't know. Maybe this whole thing, this dependency on China, is is got to end. Maybe all of our drugs coming from China, that's got to end. Why we're trusting. Why we're trusting these people to make our medication for our country 
the same people that tried to poison our, or did poison our dogs with dog food, the same people that did <laughs> kill our kill some babies with with poison baby formula, and we're going to trust them with the medication for our country. I mean, really, seriously, what kind of what kind of moron does that? Well, Trump said, uh, fool me twice, or not Trump, uh, George Bush, he said, fool me twice, not going to fool me again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but it's like, it's like, uh, it's like this whole, the thing that's driven us into this state that we're in right now, that people can't live they're living paycheck to paycheck. Every household. I mean, this is not an unusual thing. You, you talk to anybody, and if you said if you lost your job tomorrow, where would you be? And they would all say the same thing: I'd lose my car, I'd lose my house. I right. Mean, not all of them, but but a lot of them would say that. Yeah. Especially anybody that's under forty years old. Yeah. Because they are they are in debt to the max. You know, they've got their their $150,000 student loan for their degree that they can't make $38,000 a year with. Plus, they have to have a new car, their house. You know, they, they barely can make those payments, let alone having electricity and, you know, I don't know what the hell they eat. They must eat ramen noodles every night. Ramens are good, though. I like ramen. I, I do. I like it. I don't have to eat them, but I like them. Yeah. But the point is, if I had to eat them, I'd probably hate them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, if I had to eat that every night, I probably would hate it. Yeah, but there's the, that. But I guess, the, but I guess my, my, my feeling is that, what do we have? Everybody's got a 55-inch. Well, except for me. <laughs> I I have, like, a, one from, like, the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's tiny. Do you have a big box, big box one, or do you have a flat screen? Flat screen. But I, I think I even won that. I don't think I paid for it, yeah. if I remember right. But it was from the early 2000s, so. Right. Yeah. But I guess, my, I guess my point is, though, that for some reason we've got this lure of inexpensive, we're, changing, we're, throw, we're getting rid of our clothes as quickly as we wear it once and we throw it away. You know, speak we, for yourself we, there. I'm not one to quit on a garment just because it's got a little age. We we <laughs> have we get rid of our furniture like we change our underwear. You know, and and people are. I mean, it's amazing to me what people what what are what people are spending their money on. Yeah. I mean, I I've never I can't believe how many people have four thousand dollars zero turn lawnmower. Jesus. You know, I can't believe how many people have 70-inch TV screens on their and they're hanging on their wall. Mm. And think nothing of it. Yeah. You know, I mean it, this is the this is the norm. And we and 
and we're bitching at the cost of our of our medicines because I don't know how much. I mean, if you go to Canada, it's funny. You go to Canada and you can buy like um, they have they have this cream that you can buy over there. It's the same stuff I have a prescription, which is um, it's ibuprofen. Can't think of the name, but it's it's basically it's like a cream that's ibuprofen. Put it on like I put it on my hands. Right. When I have a bad day on my hands, they're real stiff and sore, and I'll I'll put this like, and it just it's like localized um, ibuprofen. So you don't get any of the liver. Well, maybe you do, but not near as much as taking orally ibuprofen. You don't right. get the liver liver in, uh, problems. Well, in Canada, the 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 tube that I get because we have. Uh, prescription coverage it costs us our copay is fifteen bucks but I'm guessing that the insurance company is probably paying close to two hundred dollars for that tube. Jesus. Okay. If you go to Canada, that tube is fifteen dollars over the counter. Hmm. So so somehow or another there's this disconnect between and you need a prescription for that here. You can't buy it over the counter here. Right. Now I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're worried about somebody's going to use this as toothpaste here, or but but I think the point is that, and it all goes back to everybody's expanding their kingdom. Yeah. Every agency that that exists wants more. They want to cover more. They want to they they want to uh, divide and become bigger. They're like cells. They want to replicate and become bigger. That's their whole goal. And it's like every employee of every government agency is in that same mentality. Yeah. We need to increase our budget. We need to provide more services so that we can show that we're, that our value is. And I mean, I hate to be so cynical, but I, I tell you, I think you could, un, you could lay off half the government workers in the state of Michigan and you wouldn't miss anything. For one thing, I think there's a. I think they they believe that more people are involved in their, in in what they're doing than, than there. Right, well, I think if there were more people involved, they would say no, you're not doing. It. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gotten to the point where where they're just totally out of control. So um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, the kinds of things if you were going to stockpile some things um, in case I, I mean and by stockpile I mean have a little bit on hand I mean I'm not talking about going crazy and buying like 14,000 episodes of uh, or th- 14,000 rolls of toilet paper right but like so, so it, when when this whole thing started a month well it was it was like three weeks before this started I, I was talking to a buddy of mine Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, what, what what should I do? And I said, well, you, what you should do is go to your grocery store. Before you go to your grocery store, make a list and and basically say, okay, I'm going to be in my house for 30 days. What do I, what am I going to use in 30 days? Right. You know, and, and, and pick your two or three meals a day, whatever you eat. For that, and that's your thirty. That'd be your thirty-day short-term shut-in, right? Okay? 
that's the way I live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because because in the wintertime up here, we could lose power for three weeks. Yeah, that happened when I was a kid. Yeah. Happened so it's, to us. It's, these are things that happen. They're not unusual. So so what I do is I, I buy, I have a stockpile. I mean, call it a stockpile, whatever. I rotate my stock because I like to eat the stuff that I buy, stockpile. Right. That's the that's one of the keys is is to if you if find stuff that you like that will keep mm -hmm. somehow either in the freezer or can I mean like me I like spam. I'm a I hate to admit it out loud but I love spam. <laughs> I I I I spam all the time. <laughs> so it's not unusual for me to have a dozen cans of spam in my closet in my because I, because that's what I eat. I, I, I cut it up. I fry it with onions. I, fry, I make spam and cheese uh, omelets. Um, I have spam and eggs. I, you know, the, I eat spam a lot. I like it. I enjoy it. Um, it's, it's like the next level to bacon. Like bacon would be a step up from that. And so, um, and it, and you know what? It's just recently that they actually put an expiration date on. <laughs> they, prior to like 19 or like 2015 or something like that, it was, it didn't have an expiration. <laughs> That's great. You know, I mean, it just keeps forever. I mean, it, literally, I think it keeps forever. I think they have a, um, I mean, this is something that came, I, I believe it's from the forties or thirties. This, this spam. I yeah. I mean, it's, it's an yeah, old, it's, it's an old, uh, it's an old product. Yeah, it and, was like um, supposed to be for like World War II rations, isn't right. it? Or maybe it's even World War One, to be honest, because right. that's where Velveeta came from. Right, and and so so I I like that, so I have so I have that. So you know what? It's a, it's a high, it's very salty, but it has a decent amount of fat in it. it has a decent amount. Of, I mean, it's a good survival. It has a lot of the things that you want in a survival. Right. Um, then I would stock up on dogs. No, no, that's <laughs> get a few bats, you know, fry up, fry up a few bats. And, no, um, uh, pasta. Yeah, pasta's pasta good. keeps for a long time. Um, I was laughing because when I went when I went grocery shopping, um, I don't we we're not big bread eaters mm -hmm. um, because for some reason the um. The, the bread that you buy that we grew up on that never bothered us in the past, all of a sudden, past ten years started bothering. Okay. And, and you know whatever it is, I'm not. I don't. I never figured myself to be gluten intolerant, but for some reason the breads today bother me. So um, I, we don't eat a lot of it. And um, but I laughed because our bread in our store, uh, my big grocery store in town, in Tosky, uh the bread aisle was full of bread. It, there was nothing, like, nobody took any of the bread. But there was no yeast. <laughs> there was, and there was very limited amount of flour. Jeez. And, and so I kind of chuckled about that, because that's kind of the mentality up here. It's like, well, why would I buy a loaf of bread when I can buy five pounds of flour for the same money? I'm in my house, I can make. Yeah, so I exactly. Can, I can, but if you're not, if you're not like that, or pasta, you can freeze bread. Yep. You know, we're not we're not talking about it. Like you're going to lose all your service. 
You're not going to lose power. You're not going to lose um, But all you have to do is worry about eating for 30 days. Yeah. That was, that was what they were asking you to do, people. Sit in your house and eat for 30 days. <laughs> you know, and watch TV. All right, here's what I have. I have uh, rice. I have plenty of dried beans. I have various canned goods that we use in different things. I have two deep freezers full of meat. Um, and, and just various other kinds of shit. But the stuff that I always... I mean, we eat a lot of rice and beans, so that's what I bought. And it's good for you, and it keeps forever. Right. You know, and then... Uh, Trying to think what else, other well, things funny. I like. It was funny during. Oh, uh, lots of flour, and yeah. um, I have yeast on hand, but you can make bread without yeast. Right. You can, you can start a culture and make a sourdough bread. I mean, it's not, it's not critical, but it makes it a hell of a lot easier and more predictable. Right. And then right. we got sugar and just like staples, salt, you know, some spices, pepper, and we're good to go. You yeah. Know? That's all. It, I mean, that's all it takes. I mean, like I said, they're not. They weren't asking for much. I. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is, they weren't asking for much. But, um, but I think, I think forcing people has caused a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I said, now they they don't even know um, the corona. I mean, there's all kinds of things right now saying coronavirus data doesn't match the doomsday media. Okay, so here's the latest article um, from New York Times. U.S. now leads the world in confirmed coronavirus cases, and we have 81,321 people with more than 1,000 deaths. Well, we knew that that number was going to go up once we started testing people. Right. You know, and they say it's more than China. Bullshit. (laughs) You know, the, the reason it's more than China is because the people reporting the numbers from China are the communists. Right. And it looks bad for them if they have numbers. Right. Y- you know. Well, you know what? The thing that gets me is uh, there was a – my kid was in China. Mm-hmm. And I heard about this virus in November sometime. It was like the end of November. And right at the time he was leaving. And I asked him about it, and he hadn't heard anything about it, and that was the end of it. But I'm thinking November – the first, the first confirmed case apparently was November seventeenth. Yeah. Okay. And and my head is going here. If this virus is this this contagious, this virulent, two months of people coming back and forth to China from the United States, and it didn't show up here until January seventeenth. It was already here. Um, there were well, there were people already sick. You just don't know it. Well, and that's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm thinking is that you know what we probably it probably went through here one time. There probably was already people that were sick that because they didn't identify the virus, they thought it was pneumonia. just the flu or yeah or something well, like that. Apparently, it acts like pneumonia. Right? Yeah, you know it's weird. It's I hear lots of different reports, but. Um, I think all, most people are going to, like, I think the last number I saw was 80% just have mild symptoms. It might feel like a flu. I was talking to a friend of mine from Germany, and he was saying that 
he got it, tested positive, and it it felt like. Have you ever gone running on a cold day? Oh yeah. And when you get back inside, your lungs just kind of ache a little bit. Right. Yep. He said it was like that, and he had a cough. Uh, he didn't remember having a fever or a sore throat, um, but he got better. You yep. know, on his own. Yeah, and then that's but he tested positive, so now he's getting an anal probe. <laughs> um, but any, anyway, the the point being, like, I think it's. I think for most people, you're you're not even gonna know you had it. You know, it's it, it's the ones that get the pulmonary um, consolidation, basically, is the word for it. But I I don't know. I'm I'm not super up to date on everything about the virus, except that I know I don't want it. <laughs> but right. it, basically, what happens is in in the people that get really sick, they get um, consolidation and parts of their lungs and that's what Mm -hmm. kills them because if it's if your lungs are socked in solid you can't oxygenate right right um the other thing uh, you know i know um a lot of er physicians and and things and i know one of the er physicians over in kalkaska um and he was saying that basically if somebody requires five liters of oxygen they're gonna they're gonna fall off a cliff so you just you just innovate them right away Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not able to keep good saturation on five liters of oxygen in the next hour or two, you're going to die. You know, so that that's another aspect of it. But, you know, honestly, I think a, probably a lot more people have had it than think have had it. Right. And they just yeah, got so better. I, so that was what I came up with was, so, so my thought was November 17 of 19, or 17 November of 2019, Mm-hmm. They must have identified the virus, but it probably was already in existence and traveling around the world. Yeah, because well, it, I'm do, sure I mean, it was. How, how would it? How would it not? Um, how did it not get here between? It I mean, ab- how did we not? It absolutely it did. We just weren't. We weren't it testing had, for it. Yeah, it that's why they say, "Oh my God, we have." Uh, 80,000 cases, and we only had, you know, so many the, the week before. It's it's quadrupling. Well, we weren't testing. Right. You know, and, and right. that's those the thing. Those are the results that are coming in. That, that they've right. Already, and those people that the results are coming in, they probably are already better. Yeah, most of the time. But but then, uh, you know, and then, I, so my new favorite activity, uh, when I'm cooking dinner at 5 p.m., usually Trump comes on and does a live stream. Right. So I go to YouTube, and then there's a White House channel, and I just watch it on there. Right. So, like, last week when he lit up that reporter, <laughs> I was watching live and just saying, like, oh, snap. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I was I was watching live, and I was like, oh, that's going to make the news. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so I always watch his briefings. And, like, a couple days ago, he said that we were now testing more than any other country. Right. You know, and, and that's why we have more cases than any other country, because we right. tested more. China has not released new numbers, to my knowledge, since sometime in January. People smile and tell me I'm the lucky one. And we've just begun. Think I'm gonna have a son. He will 
be like she in the ass fears of doubt Conceived in love Sun is gonna shine above Even though we ain't got money I'm so in love with honey Everything will bring a chain of love oh. In the morning when I Bring a tear of joy to my eyes and tell me everything's gonna be alright. Seems as though my. Well, what was it that I just saw? It was, uh, it was the, the last. About 20, 21 million phone uh, um, accounts went offline in China. Something like that. that. Huh. Uh, like their phone service was shut off. Huh. Well, you know, all I know is is that the last the last time I heard the eighty thousand number from China was like the last week in January. Right. And so you can't tell me that between then and now they've had no new cases. Right. I'm sorry. Like, and our media treats the Chinese Communist Party's numbers as if they're like gospel. Right. You know. Anyway. So, right. other, so, in uh, other news, Boris Yeltsin has tested positive. Really? Yep, I just read that. And uh, so did uh, Prince Charles. Which, yeah, I could give a shit. Um, so, um, so here's an article from Breitbart, which political. 21 million Chinese cell phone users disappear in three months of pandemic. <sighs> the opacity of the Chinese communist government obliges... Uh, obliges responsible outsider observers to look for clues to the truth for coronavirus epidemic instead of merely repeating official information without question. Um, the official count from China is 3,277 fatalities from 81,000 infections as of Tuesday. But the Epoch Times noted that the troubling disappearance of some 21 million cell phone accounts in China over the past Three months, an unprecedented decline that hints that more fatalities in than Beijing are is prepared to admit. Yeah. So that's that's kind of interesting. That that um, I mean I I get it. You know, it's like it's like if you have a um, you don't know how many people are around and you have like ten cases of water. And the ten cases of water goes in eight seconds. You know that you have more than a few people there. Yeah. You know, and that's what they're. I mean, it's like extrapolating from other data that something happened. Right. And uh, and I would say if I don't know where they get the number of twenty one million twenty million cell phones abruptly disappear, I don't know where they yeah. would have gotten that kind of information from. All I know is I don't trust a single thing that's coming out well, of Well, no, and you know what? In terms Listen, of numbers. Here's here's the problem I have. I think, I mean, Wuhan, I mean, everybody said, oh, it's from a bat, it's from a bat. Well, Wuhan is where their biological research is. Their, yeah, their, so let's, their biological let's, yeah, let's go into things. this. Let's, let's go into this, and I, I want to use verified um, verified right. sources, okay? Right. right. So I, I have um, a little stockpile of these that people can look up on their own okay. now d just because uh one 
just because these things I'm going to say are true doesn't mean that they necessarily mean anything. So one article um, came from uh, the justice justice.gov. Right. Right. And I'm not sure exactly what this is, but the headline of the article is, and people can Google this, Harvard University professor and two Chinese nationals charged in three separate China-related cases. And basically what they say, the long and short of it, is that they were attempting to, to smuggle 21 vials of biological research to China. Okay. Uh, and then, so that was, that's from our country. And then there's one from Canada. Let me find it. Um, deports. Uh, lab workers. There's a from sciencemag.org. Um, mystery surrounds ouster of Chinese research from Canadian laboratory. Uh, and basically they it's the National Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg, Canada took uh, two people uh, and I'm not going to try to pronounce their names uh, and revoked their access and um, it said it was an administrative thing and blah 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 and this was back in July of 2019 and I believe I've seen I, I'm not going to be able to find it but one of them um, this guy. Let me find his. Let me find another article because I don't want to say something that's untrue mm -hmm. that I can't back up with actual articles that you can find on your own. Right. Um, uh, let's see. China. Well, anyway, I I can't source this, so. Um, uh, that was a Canadian one? Yeah, this this Canadian one. Supposedly, he runs one of the um, research labs in Wuhan. Mm -hmm. So there's two um, biological, there's two research labs in Wuhan that have the clearance and the um, safety measures in place to be able to deal with biological weapons. Right. So supposedly, this guy runs one of them, and he was right. deported from Canada back in July. Right. Now, the other thing, um, I want to find a link to this before I say it. Um, Wuhan. Uh, because this also... Anyway, um, Well, I don't want to repeat it because I can't find an I can't find an article. But anyway, there was another thing that's that claimed um, people from those biological weapons facilities were selling um, lab animals that they were done with to the Wuhan market. <laughs> so, <laughs> so either either way, it right. probably came from the weapons. See, see, one of the things, I mean, this is, and people, I'm going to tell you right now, this is pure speculation. I don't know 
how how true this is. Uh, it's speculation on my part because I because I tend to sometimes uh, will go from point A to point Z, and I'll skip over uh, several letters on the way. Right. Um, and and a lot of times it's it's it, it comes out pretty true, but sometimes it's not. But my kid was there for three years. Yeah. And he basically was saying that a lot of what's going on in China right now is they have a population problem with workers because they their uh, disproportionate number of um, men they're, they're starting to, to women. source stuff out. They're starting to source stuff out to other countries to produce stuff because that because it's cheaper than than building it in their country. Because since the interwebs People in China have started to realize that their way of living is drastically different than most of the other world, most of the world. Yeah. And they now desire that. And so now they're not, they're not as interested in working for slave labor as they used to be. Well, apparently this new guy, the, the previous uh, uh, big man over there, was open to westernization of their country. The guy that's there now is absolutely not. He is a hardcore, I'm going to make you disappear communist. Right. Okay? So, um, so this is the, they're basically, their economy is changing. They're, they're starting to source stuff out to other countries like Vietnam and a lot of other places. And they have a real population problem because they have a lot of people that all they knew how to do was put one little screw into an iPhone. Or put or sew something on, or you know, it was it wasn't like they were flexible enough that they could do multiple different kinds of jobs, and you know, you could take one machine job off a machine and put it on. I mean, it was there was there's a problem over there like that, mm-hmm. sort of like us now. We don't know how to do anything but but uh, social stuff, you know, we service jobs. We don't know how to do we as a as a nation. We have a very difficult time with having people run machine shops now because they can't find workers that know how to run a machine. Mm-hmm. So, so they're going through the same thing. And, uh, unlike us who would never think about doing something like this, I think that they very easily said, well, we're just going to eliminate this section of the population mm-hmm. and we're going to turn this bio, bio weapon loose on our own people. And by the time it gets around, you know, we'll start, Give it a antidote. Well, and, and here's here's the other weird aspect of this. I was uh, reading an article uh, on one of my nerd sites, and it turns out that most of the anti-Chinese communist sentiment uh, in China comes from Wuhan. Oh yeah. And so the, there's a there's a, a conspiracy theory going around now that China released it in Wuhan so that they could quarantine the city and lock it down, and things just kind of got out of hand. Now, right, I don't right. know if that's right. accurate But see, not, the thing but. is, the thing is, is that if you understand the communists, that's, they don't care. Yeah. They, they, they do not care about their people. This is, this is the part that, that, that I think that, that our media does a very big disservice to us when they are praising these people because they really are monsters in in the human race. 
Well, they've got people in concentration camps right now. I mean, they just they, they just choose organs. to call them re-education camps. They harvest organs from people. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, I they if you're a Muslim in in China, you're in a you're in a concentration camp. And they they force you that, to eat pork and drink alcohol. <laughs> and you can and they can take you uh and they can and they can take your kidney. You know, if they need it. I mean that's the that's the part that's I mean I don't know if you remember this or how long ago this was when they when they basically said every family can have one yeah that one child policy yeah yeah and so what did they do they they killed every female baby that was born so that they could have a male baby tossed them in the well well and here's here's the weird thing now they have way more males than they have females same thing in India right. And so now you've got all these. What's get what's going to bring down China isn't that the people are pissed that they're communist and the communists are oppressing them. What's going to bring down China is there are 80 million more Chinese men than there are women. Right. Uh, and that's basically, if you look at the most unstable um, regions of the world, they have polygamy in place. Mm-hmm. Which is why we don't allow it. Because mm-hmm. then what happens is you get one guy with like all these women. And if one guy has four wives, well, that's three other guys that aren't going to get one. Right. You know, and so they, uh, that causes, you have a bunch of unwed young males without any prospects. Well, they cause the, trouble. Back in the day, what did they do? They used to, they used to have wars. Yeah. They, well, that, that or they used to have wars. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a reason that, that, uh, that um, Europe was at war for hundreds of years. It's because yeah. you've got all these young men with no prospects. You got to right. get them out of your country and hopefully get them killed off and hopefully get some booty back. <laughs> or, or the uh, the Crusades, same yeah. thing. You know, it's not like they they sent like the second sons and third sons and blah 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 that weren't going to inherit and had no prospects of getting married. They didn't send right. the firstborn. Right. You know, so it's it's. That's a major, major problem um, in both China and India right now that is going to, within the next couple decades, cause more problems than you can even shake a stick. Well, and who knows? I mean, maybe that was why they released it. I, I believe I believe that eventually it will come out that this was released. And I think that that's, and that could be why the reaction of our government because they know that it was that, that's yeah. what happened, and it got loose, and it got widespread, and they still don't know what it can do. Right. It, it, I mean, it would, be, it would be something if, if okay, we're a year from now, all of a sudden everybody turns into zombies, because actually right now, this is like the worst zombie apocalypse in ever. <laughs> you know, not one damn zombie out of the whole thing. You know, that's what I'm, I'm reading a lot about. This, this really sucks. This is like the worst zombie apocalypse ever. <laughs> I'm locked in my house with frozen pizza and and watching YouTube. Video. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, that. so this gets... Uh, but this, seriously, I mean, if it if it is... I mean, if they really, truly don't know... I mean, I could see how that could cause that kind of reaction. If you don't know what this thing is going to do six months from now, a year from now... Well, you can't know because it'll... it'll be, have a mutation. Well, it, well, not only that, it's it's uh, um, 
they don't they don't know this virus. Mm-hmm. They speculate it from previous versions of it, right? Yeah, but they don't know what this thing is capable of. I mean, nobody's dissected the DNA of it yet, or maybe they have now by now. But but who knows? I mean, what what would happen if everybody that survives they get it, they survive it. The the virus remains in their body in kind of like a dormancy. Yeah. And then six months, a year from now, totally explodes and everybody bleeds out. <laughs> well, it, it, I you think. Know, uh, I mean, I don't want to be a I don't want to be a scaremonger, but 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 is that is that the reason why these people are acting like this? Because the numbers don't jive. Well, and remember, so people are going to hear at the beginning of our podcast what I was talking about uh, when we were on our camp out like a month ago. Right. And basically what I was saying was, if you're China, you don't quarantine Wuhan uh, unless you've got a goddamn good reason to do it. Because right. that's like quarantining L.A. and New York combined. Right, it's a and, big, it's a big, right, big it's area. it's massive, you know. And so were, the, the and economic they were hit, doors shut. Yeah, the the economic hit you're going to take is going to blow your mind. Well, and now a month later, here we are. know something and they're not saying right you know I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't have any proof of it but I mean it it never even for the the uh, Spanish 1918 flu they didn't go this far right and this was killing people in 1918 oh it killed the shit out of people around the world yeah right Right, and that's, way and that's more been than my this. that's been my point all along. It's like it's like it's either there's like three different things it could be. You know, it could be it could be easily that this is an attempt at taking Trump down by by ruining his economy, ruining you know, declaring martial law, all of this stuff. It could be our thrust into socialism by redistributing wealth because if you're if you make more than um, your family makes more than 150k. Guess what? You're getting nothing. Yeah. But if you're making less than that, you're going to get, you know, I mean, if you you get five hundred dollars a kid plus, you know, an a extra twenty four hundred, a good Catholic family, um, that makes a hundred a hundred thousand dollars a year, is going to get a boatload of money. <laughs> yeah, like ten grand. And gonna, <laughs> yeah, and it's going to cost everybody else like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I and. I understand that people are hurting, and I get that, and everybody wants some kind of relief. But um, 
but I'm not for, I was, I've never been for bailing out industry. You know, the, the, uh, I mean, if, if it wasn't so, if it wasn't for the fact that the government has got their fingers into so many different industries, maybe they feel guilty because they've required so much, so much restrictions they've on these companies that they can't save any money for a, a rainy day. Yeah. I mean, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what the licensing thing is in the states, where you got to get a license to, to to sell a roll of toilet paper, because they can say, "Hey, I'll pull your license, and you can't sell that toilet paper, right? If you don't do what I tell you to." You know, I mean, maybe this licensing thing and and all of these are all about control. You know, and and. Now, now this is one more argument for socialism as, well, you know, that's socialism. We've, we've provided funding for all these people. Yeah, two, $2 trillion that we absolutely don't have. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, I think uh, they, I'm ambivalent either way on it. Um, if they didn't do anything, we were going to, be in some deep shit really fast and we're still going to be in deep shit but well this will make it at least a little better as long as people don't take their money and go buy a flat screen well like which is what they're gonna do right exactly what i what i was saying earlier was um the the attack on the hydroxychloroquine Mm -hmm. the doctors that are wanting to prescribe this stuff Mm -hmm. is a is actually an attack on the idea that that we really need these governors power. Mm-hmm. They they they're they're asserting their power and their authority under an emergency, and then they're going to knock the 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 saving the silver bullet out of the sky because they don't want this fixed that quick. Yeah, you know that's a that now that this this reared its ugly head, and now I totally fall back to okay, so you really want this to continue on like this? You know, right. you don't you don't want this. You 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 want to continue exerting your power and your authority. You know, it's like, it's like the it's like the whole um, anti gouging thing. Right. I I'm freaking laughing my ass off because I'm thinking, you know what? If you just left the gouging thing there, guess what? Toilet paper would have been thirty seven dollars for a six roll pack. You'd have thought twice about buying a dozen packs of them, wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> you know, you'd have bought exactly what you needed. And you'd yeah. learn to stock up prior, because you wouldn't have been able to afford this, whatever afterwards. You know, I mean that's the whole. I mean that's the the beauty of the free market society is it corrects itself. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, I mean look what ha- look what happened with uh, I just read a I just read an article this morning. Um, you know the Saudis and the Russians fighting over oil, price of oil. Mm-hmm. They they low they just dropped the oil. They were going to try to hurt the American oil industry. They dropped the price of oil. <laughs> so the so the government. I mean, they dropped it really low. I mean, if you haven't been to the the, um, the gas station lately, it's under two bucks a gallon. In some places in the country, it's under a dollar. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So um, uh, the um, I just read an article this morning that uh, energy department bought X number of tons of oil, barrels of oil for the replenished all the, all the, 
all the oil that was in the strategic reserve that we didn't have, they bought it and filled it all back up. Yeah, that's what I heard. You know, so it's like the free market is a fascinating thing. And, and left alone, you're, you're going to tell me that all of these airplane companies, all these airliners that, that couldn't stand being shut down for a month, you mean to tell me that um, if they went out of business, nobody would pick up the mantle when, when we're on the other side of this? Right. You know, I mean, that's crap to think that that's, you know, if to me, if if the government gets out of the way, cars would not be the way they are right now. Our automobiles would be, would last for a while. They'd be reasonably priced. They'd want, I mean, the, the philosophy of the model, the model A was, or the model T was everybody can afford one. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to sell one to everybody. I want everybody to have one. You know, now it's like, I don't care if you buy it. You'll buy it eventually. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't care. Somebody will buy the new one, but, you'll, you know, and then when they figure out that nobody will buy outright the new one, they're all leasing them. Then they're, now they're, it's like the next stage is they're going to be in trouble now because who's going to, who's going to buy the, who's going to buy the next, the, that, uh, the lease cars when they come up for sale? Because they're, right. they're too expensive. I mean, I, I bought a house. In 1980, that was cheaper than a car today, and not a not a like a pickup truck, a car. Mm-hmm. You know, my first pickup truck cost six thousand dollars, brand new in 1978. Jesus, four wheel <laughs> drive, F two fifty, high high water. Well, now they're like eighty, ninety thousand for right. one. You well, know, but why? If you buy a diesel, it's good for a hundred thousand miles. Why buy a diesel? <laughs> I mean, they make them so that they wreck themselves because of the emissions. Yeah. I mean, so why buy it? Why Why are we, I mean, what is going on that we're doing this? Why okay. are we destroying our industry like this? So speaking of uh, things to have on hand, uh, I just sent you a couple images on Facebook. Eyeballs. Images in space. Oh yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, so that's a um, 1999 Colt Match AR, mm-hmm. and it's got the carry handle on it, iron sights. It's a, I mean, I could care less about the carry handle. I just want the iron sights. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, it's had 200 rounds fired through it, and I've committed to buy it. I just need to put the money together. Um, and the guy's does, putting it does aside Does it have a birdcage on it? What's a birdcage? A flash hider? Uh, let me look. I can't. I can't. See. No, I'm it doesn't. I'm kind of zooming in right now. Yeah. So that's, a, so that's a, a, a post-ban AR. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So I thought you were after an M4. Uh, M4, that's the semi-automatic, or the fully automatic, right? No. No, it's just, well... Officially, yes, but they call the they call the sixteen and a half inch barrels M4s too. Okay, are, well, th- this is single, single. Yeah, this is a this is a twenty inch. Um, right. Uh, and I thought this would be a good one to start with. Oh yeah, you know because it's, it's pretty pretty basic. It's uh, a match grade rifle, um, and I've I've fired that before. You know. Yep. 
And so so I thought that would be a good one to start with to learn about the uh, weapon system and... Yeah, then you I like could, that. yeah, then fun. I could, I, then I could probably build one later on, you know, mm-hmm. that ha- that's exactly like I want it. Yeah. Like I, I probably well, actually you can build an upper and put it on it. Just yeah, build it and just swap out the upper. Yeah, that or um, you know, there's a there's a lot of ways you can go about it. I understand. I just am not knowledgeable on it, but I, I think getting that gives me something that's going to be reliable and mm-hmm. accurate, and that I already know how to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's low mileage, 200 rounds put through it. It only fires 223. So if I was going right. to build one, I'd do it. So it could use either 556 right. or 223. Right. Um, but you know, it, it's a way to kind of so, kick, so kickstart that, my that one. You cannot shoot military ammo in it. No, you can't. It's 223 right. only. Right. Yep. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 one to start with. Right. Oh, you know, that's awesome. And it'll never lose its value because it's the match AR. Right. And they're extremely highly sought after. And yeah. I'm, I'm getting it for less than you can get it for on, like, Gunbroker and places like that. So. Yeah, that's cool. Those are awesome. Yeah. Well, and the reason I wanted it is because uh, literally every um, guy I know that, like, used a an AR or an M4 to make a living... Mm-hmm. When they got out, they bought a Colt Match AR. Right, and yep. that and this one's actually coming from one of those guys. Um, yep. Yeah, those so, are cool. Yeah. So, uh, um, a buddy of mine asked me how worried he should be, and he and he, he asked, he said, he said, are you worried? And I said, you know what? I said I have various threat levels, like like DefCon One, DefCon, you know, all that right. stuff. I, I just call my threat levels threat level Glock 43, <laughs> threat level uh, 1911 45 ACP, threat level M4, threat level 870. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I said I'm still at I'm still at like Glock 43. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, that's I, said, I don't think there's anything that's gonna gonna explode. Right now, um, I said that could change. Yeah, I said that could, change. but that's why you got to be a little bit. But I think that that's a, I mean, that's a legitimate. Uh, I think that's a legitimate way. To, I mean, if you're going to carry a gun, anyways, carry the appropriate. Yeah, and, and so have the ability to change if you need to. Right. So in a couple of weeks, I have to go. Um, over to Illinois for work, and uh, I'll, I'm not in Chicago. I'm like an hour and a half north and west of it, mm-hmm. and there's open farmland in between Chicago and me. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not the same thing as saying I'm going to go into Chicago, right? Right. But uh, one of the reasons I bought that AR was I was thinking about it, and I'm like, fuck, what happens if? By the time I get there, shit breaks down. Right. Uh, but, you know, I think what I'm going to do uh, is I'll have, uh, you know, I've got that 870. Um, it, it's like the military. Let me look it up so I get it right. Um, 870. I have the 870 that's got... Um, the eight-shot magazine and the 
the muzzle is meant to be put up against a uh, door handle so you can breach doors with it. Right. Uh, it's I, I can't even remember what. Uh, I'll have to look it up on their website, but I have one of those, um, and I have got the FN, and it's legal for me to have it in my trunk unloaded. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's probably what I'll do. Um, is uh, let me see. So I have a I have an 870 police. I think it's called the police special. It's parkerized. Um, okay. Wood furniture. I mean, it's nothing special. I have a, um, I have a sling on it. Mm-hmm. Kind of badass looking, old school. Yeah. Well, that's it, it, basically what mine is. Mine has is all black, and it's mm-hmm. got the eight, the eight, um, eight shot under the barrel, right? Um, thing, and it's not. It's it's. I think it's an eighteen inch barrel. Huh. I don't. I'm not seeing it on their uh, website anymore. Maybe they. Um, That's hard saying. They change all the time. Mine, yeah. mine is. Uh, um, oh, it's a it's an eight seventy Express Tactical. It's got like a little Picatinny rail on the top. Uh, let me get it out. <laughs> Give me a second. Well, I locked my safe and I don't want to open it. But yes, it's got a, <laughs> it's got ghost ring sights. It's got a Picatinny rail, um, and then I I got the uh, Magpul uh, shot shell carrier to put on the left side. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's good to go. And I practice. So this is this is what I just sent you a picture. Of what I have. All right. Let me see. Mine looks just like that, except it's Parkerized. And they call it a police special. All right, let me look at it. But anyway, th- think shotgun. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's kind of the way I look at it. Yep, yep. Oh, you sent it to me on Facebook or on? Yeah, uh, on Facebook. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out here. People, I tell you what, since since people have been, uh, yeah, mine's like that, except that it's got a rail on top and then it's got ghost ring sights. Yeah, and yep. and the the hand the uh, there's no wood on it. Yeah, oh, it's all plastic. Mine is mine's old. Yeah, mine is old. My my um, I've got a leather sling on it, and uh, I think I think it's got just rifle plates on it. Yeah, but I also have a um, I have a Mossberg 590 military. Yeah. That's got a 20 inch barrel. Nice. Got another an extra round in. So it's, I think, I think these are eight rounds. And I think that thing is nine or ten rounds. Yeah. And then, um, I guess. It's, yeah. It's got a cop stock on it. Got a ghost ring sights and. It's, nice. It's pretty badass. Gosh, I but wish you know I what? remembered I mean, the name of that thing. I actually, I have a, I have a video on it. I'll have to find it because so, I know I named it in the video. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the point being, like, if you don't have a battle rifle, get yourself a shotgun. <laughs> right, right. Uh, 
And I don't, I mean, I don't, listen, I don't think that there's going to be that much civil unrest. I mean, I think that that's going to be, you know, this is going to be over sooner than later. I think, I think the numbers are coming back to be considerably less than what the original predictions were. Um, I mean, they were talking about out of, I don't remember now, was it out of Britain? They were saying something like 50 million people are going to die. Yeah, it's not going to be, you know, and now they're, now they're saying, well, 20, 20,000 in the, I don't know how many have died so far in the world, but it's going to be considerably, considerably less. And what they said yesterday on their news briefing was the model's wrong. We're not seeing uh, results like this model was projecting. So obviously the model is wrong. I mean, she's, that lady came out and said, I don't remember, came out and said that. Yeah, you know, and they're all about—they're all about numbers. They're all about the tracking and everything else. They're not so much about, you know, trying to find a solution to the problem. Yeah, they just—they want to be able to. They're—they're they're geared in tracking the problem. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm sure that there's other people in the in the sidelines that are that are trying to solve this and trying to find a antiviral that will take care of it. Although, I don't know if they. I guess the FAA started trials on the um, on the Plaquenil drug, but um, but to me, that's the silver bullet. That's what we should be. I mean, I'd rather gear up to make Plaquenil than respirators. I think they're working on it, and or ventilators. I, I mean, you just have to be you just have to be able to prove it is is the thing. You know, that's right. the yeah. But everybody's having success with it. I mean. Well, right now, if, there, if there's nothing else, I mean, it's like, here's aspirin. Take an aspirin. <laughs> yeah. Know, it, that may help, you know. Well, then there's... Take an aspirin it, for your headache, but... Right, and then, but then the thing is, is like, uh, what, uh, yeah, so I have the 870 Express Tactical. Yeah. It's the one I've got. Um, and it, it's a little bit older model than um, the, the current one has like this crazy thumb goes through the stock thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mine mine doesn't even have a handle on it. It's still a kind of a classic looking buttstock. And right. then, um, uh, but anyway, it's pretty badass. I liked it. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. They're cool. Buckshot with that is pretty nasty. Actually, yeah. birdshot is pretty nasty. It was a... <laughs> I saw a picture the other day of a guy that got shot. Yeah. With birdshot at like twenty feet. Yeah. And he's he's kind of buggered up. Yeah, the people get people <laughs> underestimate that. Okay, so I want to I want to tell you about this phenomenon that's driving me nuts. Okay. okay. You got to take a break here for a second. Okay. Got to drain off some coffee. All right. Sounds I'll good. I'll be I'll be right back too.
You there? Yep, I'm here. All right, so there's this phenomenon that has started. So, you know, I'm, I don't text all that much. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like I'm just randomly sending people texts. Right. To, like, shoot the shit. So I probably get maybe two to three texts a week, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll respond to them. Sometimes I just can't because I, I'll get them while I'm in surgery or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, now, in the last, since this quarantine thing started, I'm getting like 20 to 30 texts a day. <laughs> my, my phone is going off constantly. And, you know, because people don't have to work, they're texting me at like goddamn one in the morning. <laughs> and, I, and I can't turn my phone off because... If if there's an emergency or something, it's the only way somebody can get a hold of me. Right, right. You know, so I can't turn it off at night. I don't have the kind of job where I can do that. Right. So it's, I tell you what, man, it's driving me absolutely batty, the number of <laughs> texts I'm getting. And, you know, they people see nothing wrong with fucking texting you at 1.30 in the morning. And it's like, yeah. what are you thinking, dude? I go to that's, sleep that's at funny. 8. That's funny. I'm going to be up and... Two and a half hours anyway. What? It can't yeah, wait till then. Wait? Right, and then and then it's like, like some of the people that are texting me are like really really high powered people in the academic world, like university type surgical pr- professors that I know. Right, right. You know, and they're they're up at like one thirty in the morning sending me like memes and shit, yeah. <laughs> and it's, or, art, or articles on how this is all like Hillary's fault or something. And I'm like, yeah. dude, it's one thirty. go yeah, to what, fucking bed. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my, hilarious. that's my one gripe about the isolation so far, because honestly my life hasn't changed all that much. I, like I said, I'm, I'm doing maple syrup. In fact, I got, I'm going to have to, probably throwing the towel here pretty quick because I got a I had a batch that's on I didn't finish up last night I got to go start the fire I was supposed to start it earlier and I didn't and it's like one of those things where you got to stay on it I've, I'm about uh, I think I've got 10 I think around 10 gallons of syrup made and I probably next week is going to be a banger year or a week again because they're it's going to be warm and cold warm and cold warm and cold and and uh, I'll probably have, I, I might finish the season with 25, 30 gallons of syrup. Jeez. I'll be happy. It's going to be the, so so people in the doom and gloom world, this is the barter stock for what's going to happen next. <laughs> yeah, they they're all, all going to the want their the sugar. City, you're going to want your, actually the natives used to use it for trading stock years ago. Yeah. Um, but no, people don't worry about it. This is going to pass. Uh, I'm, I'm. I don't think that uh, uh, I don't think that this is going to be a, a, a major. I mean, it's not as bad as what I think. What I think they just realized yesterday that it's not as bad as what they thought it was, and I think that was why. If you listen to the mainstream media, you know they're freaking out because Trump said, "Look, I'd like to be open back up," and you know, I mean, he's hopeful. He wants to open back up around Easter time or before, you know, <laughs> and and somehow or another. That's horrible for him to say that. We want people to be locked down. Is what the, you know, what the uh, what all these guys. Well, are I think I think given how viruses work, I think he's being extremely, um, extremely 
unrealistic in that we're going to be open by Easter. Yeah. Well, um, unless unless they figure out that this really isn't as bad as what they said it was. Unless yeah. they say, look, use hydroxychloroquine and and this for treatment. I mean, everybody that's, that has that treatment responds very positively. Yeah. Uh, has in already, you know. I mean, so so I guess that's, that becomes my point of do who wants this to carry on? And I mean, obviously, President Trump doesn't want this carrying on any longer than it is. Yeah, he wants it to end as quickly as possible because it's because this is bad for all of us. The mm-hmm. longer that we're out, the longer it's going to take us to recover from this. Yeah. If there are bullets that will that will deal with this, then they they better start releasing. Otherwise, we're just going to be you know, continue to want to build respirator ventilators and everything else. And, you know, because eventually we're, Americans are going to get tired of being pushed around. Like yeah. They'll tolerate it for a while. And then, yeah, I, I think we've got it, a couple more weeks in us at least. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then it's going to, they're going to say, you know what, we're, we're, we want, we want this done. We want this to be over with. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that that's the, I mean, I, I don't think we're far off, and I and I I tend to think that probably, you know, we'll 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 come out of this on the other side and be stronger. There'll be no doubt. My my hope through all of this is that we get um we get out of bed with China. Well, we kind of need to, and we kind of need to send them the bill for all this. Yeah. And we need, the, the way you send them the bill is say, yeah, you know the you know that debt we owe you, we're canceling that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you gonna do? Yeah, and you know we, we need to be we need to be uh, we need to just say you know what there's a we listen you open up all those Chinese markets to our goods they're not buying our goods. <laughs> I mean it's fucking ridiculous to think that they're I mean did I just say that bleep that out. I'm not if, bleeping anything out, man. If, if, I, that's we ridiculous. talk, we talk like real people. That's ridiculous to think that they are going to buy products from us. Yeah. What products do we have that we can sell over there? Nothing. I mean, yeah. you think they're going to buy custom? Oh, well, they, from, they buy our soybeans and our corn. They yeah, buy the they buy shit soybeans out of that. Our, yeah, exactly. They buy soybeans and corn. But do you think for one instant that they're going to buy anything else? Okay, so here's an interesting twist. Right. You want to know why Italy got hit so hard? Guess who makes all of those designer handbags that oh, are made China. in Italy? The Chinese workers go to Italy and make right. them in China so they can be called made in Italy. Right. And uh, they they didn't figure that out for a long time. Uh, what was going on? But let me. I gotta get a source here. I thought, You're gonna I love thought this. that they had a guy that was traveling back and forth to Wuhan decided that he was not going to be quarantined. Well, there was patient number 33 was res- supposedly responsible for 50% of the infections in Italy. Okay, so it wasn't that, it wasn't that guy. That person. No, I I think they just had a lot of um, a lot of. Uh, People going around 
um, back and forth because they've got uh, they've got um, they've got a lot of guest workers and they went home for spring festival and then came back and mm-hmm. I think it really fucked everybody up. But mm-hmm. the other thing is is uh, one of the Italian some some bigwig in the Italian government declared uh, hug a Chinese day. To so, so that they would feel welcome and and uh, they the, the Italians would be able to show that they're not racist. <laughs> and That's then, funny. Oh shit! Our our country's dying. <laughs> That's funny. We um, <laughs> w- w- you know, it was funny because when we were in Washington D.C., it was their Chinese New Year. Okay. And Kath, and Kath was all about you know let's go to uh, you know let's go to um uh. Let's go see the, you know, the Chinese display and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not interested in that. It's the year of the rat. Yeah, it's the year of the rat. I'm sorry, it's the year of the bat. (laughs) Ooh, Jim said that. Kyle didn't say that. (laughs) Listen, this is the, this is the, uh, the other, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, we talked about weapons part of this. Right. Thinking that it might be a, from a, you know, one of the, one of the sources may have been the, it, it's awfully uh, suspicious. Yeah, it looks exactly. awfully suspicious exactly. to me is what I'll say. And so what they're saying is that this was from a bat. This is a virus that that jumped from uh, from a, from that species to humans to humans. And it was because somebody ate a bat that was undercooked. <sighs> well, anyway, now, so a lot now, of that has been debunked. Like there was the a things- video going around of a lady eating bat soup it wasn't even in china it was in malaysia yeah so you you're familiar with what psyops are right oh yeah so if you're the chinese government and you don't want to have any of the blame for this thing splashing back on china what you're going to do is you're going to start a disinformation campaign that uh makes everybody who criticizes you look racist Right. Right. So the, the meme is, is that they eat all this weird shit and like bats and dogs and cats and all this stuff. But if you say that out loud, uh, people are going to like look a little bit askance at you nowadays because, you know, you're assuming blah, blah, blah. You know, basically it gives them a reason to call you racist. Right. So the perfect way to deflect from the actual origins of this is to say somebody got it from eating an undercooked bat. Right. Because then if you criticize, say, you know, this is the Chinese virus, which Trump is now calling it, then they can say, you're racist. You yeah, know? He's, he's really getting hammered for that, too. And you know what's fascinating about this? But our Secretary Trump. of State said it, too. Yeah. This well, is one of the benefits of watching those things live. Yeah. What's fascinating about this is that they... Um, there was a meme that was floating around with a pair of aliens said they were picture. Then it had two guys over a pot said, hmm, I wonder what those are. And I sent that to my boy. And he said, you have no idea how true that is. He said that is their lifestyle. He said that's what they do. Hmm. He said he said it would you know 
He said they eat anything. He said they they try. He said they're like that's like their it's like their Mount Everest. Right. Is is tasting something. See what it tastes like. Let's taste this to see. You know, and it reminds me of that Geico commercial uh with the raccoons in the I think it's Geico. I don't know, maybe it's some raccoons in the garbage are like, dude, taste this. This is so terrible. Taste this. He's like, No, I don't want to taste it. Taste it. Oh, the taste in my mouth, it's like I it's just still there. Taste it. Come on. You know, it's like this is what you do. You 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 taste and that's what they do. They they want people to I mean it's just Okay, taste I'm gonna this, taste this. So one of my German friends sent me this meme. I'm gonna send to you right now, and I'll I'll explain what's in it after you look at it. So it's um, so <laughs> it's funny as shit. Okay, so if, for people in the audience, this obviously this isn't a, a video um, presentation here, but there's it's a two-part picture. On top, there's a headline that says Italian mayor colon We can't cremate bodies fast enough to keep up with the coronavirus deaths. And in the bottom half of the picture is that sideways puppet-looking meme. And it says Germany on it. <laughs> Puppet looks sideways and then looks straight ahead. Yeah, and that's like, oh, that's kind okay. of the meme. Like, so you could take that one of two ways. One yeah. way is is like, well, we could figure that out. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the other way, that. the other way is there's this meme going around, um, and I'm just I, I don't agree with it, but. Uh, uh, the there's a meme going around that it's it would have literally been impossible to cremate uh, six million bodies in the time frame that encompassed World War II. Right, right, and so, but if you say that, you're questioning like, you know, so it, it, it if you say that, like people are gonna flip out on you. So right. the the meme has been like, well, hey, I have it takes me seven minutes to bake a batch of cookies. How long would it take me to bake six million batches of cookies? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and like, so the, the the more you, you know, the more they try to restrict restrict your speech, the more ridiculous everybody looks. You know, right, right. Um, but anyway, that's so you could take that meme one of two ways. Like Germany's like, we can handle that for you, or yeah. you could. Well, I didn't think I didn't one. think there was a question about whether it was possible to cremate that many bodies. I I thought it was pretty much. I mean, I saw the size of some of those ovens. It was pretty. 
I have no idea. I haven't delved into it. I just know what the meme is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's I mean, not you, a, you, it's not you, even you, a question for me. Do you, do you think that that was, uh, I mean, I think it was possible. I mean, I think the Germans are pretty in, ingenious. I mean, I, they probably figured out a way to do it. <laughs> add, add oxygen to it. I have, I have, I have no idea and I'm not getting into it. <laughs> I, I'm just re- reporting on the meme as my, right. uh, as my, uh, my journalistic duty here. <laughs> uh, because I, every, you know, I watch quite a few live streams and in a lot of the live streams, somebody will ask a question and, and, uh, just to flummox the, the person that's doing the live stream, they'll say, you, you know, like the cookie example and, it it, 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 people get so flustered if you ask them. Well, about it, was, it, it was like, what was it the other day? That guy, how many, how many people is acceptable? What is the accept, acceptable death rate? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, did you stop beating your wife? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When did you, st- when did you stop beating your wife? Right, exactly. It's like, how do you answer that? I don't know. I, I think that that's the, I mean, it seems like that's all the, the, the uh, press wants to do is, have those gotcha moments and, yeah. and i that's what leads me back to okay so maybe this is a democrat plot yeah you know to 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 make him look bad you know i mean you can't although he's he's risen above the you know way higher than what anybody thought he would have. i mean his i mean he his approval ratings have done nothing but go up yeah and i and i i almost want to say that even the democrats that are reasonable are saying, you know what, the, you guys have gone too far. All right, all right, I, I'm going to go further on the meme, right? Okay, so uh, the uh, so the meme we talked about, you can't cremate that many bodies, and right. and the people that say that are just basically they're trying to be Holocaust deniers, basically. Right. Right. Uh, but number one, the thing is, is that. You don't have to cremate them. You dig a fucking ditch with an end loader and pile right. them in there, you know. Right. Uh, and then they'll counter and say, "Well, where's the bodies? You know, where are they? You know." So anyway, it's it's so using modern, the most modern equipment, which includes oxygen injection, blah blah blah. It takes from one to three hours to cremate a human body. So if you cremated six million of them, it would take six hundred and eighty-four years <laughs> running one oven around the clock. <laughs> right, but that's just a normal. That's a normal retort. Yeah, I mean, it, but that's what they're. That's what that meme is about, and it's so. If you, uh, it's you've been to dumb. Germany, right? You've been. No, to I've, I've or, actually or, never been overseas. Okay, the, the only so place it, I've been overseas is bad places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I enjoyed some of the. Well, I tell you what the. The concentration camp that I went to was not great, but it was eye-opening. Yeah, because they did they did uh, have a couple of the ovens that were still there that they were burning people. Yeah, and they were not little. Oh, I'm they sure. Were, they I were mean, huge. I've seen a crematory that you it's the the size you put a casket in. That's that's how big it is. Yeah, these were not that size. These were bigger than. Yeah, you could. The point is, you can do multiple at the same time. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, what the hell is their point? Even Germany admits they did. Right. Right. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Well, it's a hatred. It's a. It's truly a hatred. It's all it is. Um. Like it's it's we ha- we had soldiers in the camps witnessing it. Right. Like 
it, was it a huge conspiracy that all of our soldiers came back and talked about it? And like, said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, people are just idiots. I'm sorry. And right. Germany admits it. <laughs> right. Right. So how do you, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're just, people are wacky. Okay, we did get a question. Okay. And I will read it here. Have to find it. Uh, What is your perspective of herd immunity? Your... uh, your potential of protecting the vulnerable and releasing the Americans that are low risk to work. When this originally, when when we originally heard about them talking about a, sh- a lockdown, right? I said, well, if it's if there's only one group of people that are vulnerable, why not lock them down and and all of us watch out for them? Um, that was my first initial idea yeah. of that. And then I, then you hear about the 25-year-old that just died, that went directly to a ventilator, and then and then died. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, I just heard yesterday that he died. Um, there, there's babies that are getting this. There are, you know, so, you know, my first thought was, you know, that's a, that's what they should have been doing is locking down the. the the old folks' homes, the assisted living homes. Yeah, uh, we've we've been doing that for a long time in Michigan. Right. Actually, Michigan, right. I have to say, our governor, she may not be handling the um, Plaquenil thing right, but she's handled everything else yeah. exactly right. And I, you right. know, the, the only thing I would say about the Plaquenil thing, I think the reason they're they're trying to restrict that being prescribed is. Uh, People without symptoms are going to go to the doctor and demand it for prophylaxis. Right. And then there's not going to be enough medication to take care of the people that would actually help. Yeah, but we don't even know if it right. works. We, we don't know if it works, but, you know, I think they're very quickly going to start right. figuring well, some things out. I think they'll figure out. it out but really I, fast. I, th- I think what they're worried about is that we have a national stockpile of this stuff. There's only so much of it, and you shouldn't be giving it to... Um, Joe Blow because he wants to take it so he doesn't get the virus. Right. You should save it for people that it can actually help. But they should or, say that. Well, I know they're, but they aren't. And 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 I would think that doctors well, have the uh, have the ability to do that. Well, we don't have the ability when somebody comes into the ER and has a uh, runny nose and a little bit of a sore throat to tell them no, we're not giving you antibiotics. Well, my, <laughs> we we, we right. literally, if you do that, they will uh, fill out a press gainy survey, and you'll be downgraded. And you your payments, the payments for the entire hospital are are based on those things, and you'll just again, get screwed. Okay, so here we go. It's this the government is, in, intervention of, in it. That's this the is a group of freaking bureaucrats that are making these kind of choices. This is not medicine. No, it's not. This is not medicine, and this is where we have to get this. We're talking about this with with uh, universal health care, and health care is a right. Health care, people, is not a right. You do not have the right to take somebody else's, the fruits of somebody else's labor. You do not get that right. That is not what a right is. I don't understand where you people think that you because this guy went to med school, Somehow or another, he's obligated to give you what he knows. 
Right. I I have I have uh I have autonomy in my own body. And right. that includes what I do with my body. Right, exactly. And also the pro it by natural extension, if I choose to work and I get benefits from my work, they're mine. They're not yours. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. But, and because you went to school and studied, I, I am not. I don't have the right to tell you that you need to fix my nose. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing is you have you have a right to freedom of action. You don't have a right to goods and services because right. if you had a right to goods and services, then the people that provide those goods and services don't have a right to their own body. Well, they they become slaves. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, I mean, that, that, this has what, been the and long-term that's exactly, argument. That is exactly what universal health care is. That is exactly what the right to health care is. Yeah, they, they're they just dumb. It, people think they have a right to everything. Yeah. Uh, you, you you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have rights to actions, not well, no, rights have, to there products. Are certain, there, listen, there are certain things that people have, need to understand what a right actually is. Yeah. You have rights that are written into the Constitution, and the but Bill they're all they're all rights to action, not not to products. Right. Uh, anyway, right. I, I mean that's a whole conversation. You uh, you could spend four years discussing it and never get to the bottom of it. <laughs> right. Well, I, I mean I think it's pretty straightforward to me. Well, to me too, but like you know, anyway, I've had these discussions before, and people go into circular logic and they start running around on their little hamster wheel to try to justify why it is they well and that's the they same have with the a socialism right to somebody arguments else's, that are that, yeah. are that are being tossed around right now with with uh well we're already a socialist society we have fire departments we have you know we have municipal this we have municipal that well, yeah people, that's and you know really when socialism when when people start down that path i just mentally say to myself, okay, this is not the kind of person I want to be around, and I disengage from the conversation. I say, okay, dude, I don't care. Like, I don't want to talk about it. And yeah. then I never interact with them ever again because yeah. they're the kind of person that thinks that 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 I'm, you know, because I can do something, I owe it to them. Right. And that's not the kind of person I want in my life. Right. So I, I, am, I used to argue with people. You will never convince them. And I'm good enough at arguing that I used to be on the debate team and I never lost a single round. Mm -hmm. And in debate, you have to argue both sides of the issue. You have to argue for it one round and the next round you have to argue against it. I'm good enough at arguing that I have never lost a single round of debate. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I can sit there and give examples and evidence and, and appeal to emotions and all these sorts of things, you're not going to change their mind. So, you know, those are the kinds of people that I just say, well, okay, you can have your beliefs, but you don't get to be in my life. You know, right. Sorry. I'm just not going to deal with you. Yeah. And I, and I, and you're not entitled to my work. Yeah. You're not entitled to what I know. Anyway, uh, let's see the, trying to think what else oh new orleans i guess is just getting slammed um with the virus oh the the other thing that's really odd okay so my kids have been out of school for like over a month now Mm -hmm. and they're going to be out at least until april 13th and i would guess a lot longer than that 
mm-hmm. there's no way you can make that up. All right. You know, there's no way you're going to go a month into the summer. The thing is, is the the teachers have contracts and they're negotiated by unions. And if you try right. to say, well, you're going to work all summer, they're going to be like, no, I'm not. Yeah. You know, so they're going to have to do something about that. Like um, last winter, they just said, OK, you don't have to make up the snow days past a certain number. Right. And we get to and we still have to pay for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and so um, I think what's going to happen is they're going to have to eventually say, okay, well, everybody graduates to the next grade. Uh, you guys have been doing, because my kids have been doing the online stuff. They get assignments every day. They work right. on them. And uh, they're eventually just going to have to say, okay, everybody graduates to the next year. Right. And y- your grades hey. are not A, B, C, D. They're pass. Hey, you yeah. know what? What? what the, what's changed? They've been doing that anyways. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> but uh, they've been doing that anyways for the past ten years. Well, and that's then why, here's that's why nobody knows how to balance a freaking checkbook. Here's the here's the greatest thing, right? So, oh, literally overnight, the entire country, including universities, went to a completely online learning model, and it happened sure. overnight. Sure. Why am I paying for a campus? Right. Why am I paying maintenance on these? Dude, where know? are you going to have the football game? Right. Well, it is, we can it have isn't a fo- about learning. It's about the, the mini NFL. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and that's but that's the thing is like I think this is going to open a lot of people's minds to the fact that you know this guy completed his courses online uh, from his house that his parents are already paying rent for, and it cost him a fraction of what it would cost to actually live on campus. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think, well, I think this I, is going to change I, I honestly, a lot of stuff. Listen, I honestly believe that that the ramifications of this are going to be, will be generational change. Yeah, it's, there it's will bigger be a than generational change it, here. Yeah. And, uh, and, and there's, and, and, and to be honest, it should be for the good. Yeah. I mean, it, it will should be. be, it should be for the good. We, we should, we do not need to be dependent on, um, on China, uh, my kid, my kid and I have we have this debate almost constantly with um, what kind of society should we? You know, we came from an agrarian society, and we grew we we quote unquote grew out of an agrarian society, mm-hmm. and if we want to end up like the Roman Empire, we can continue on this path. Mm-hmm. Which you know what 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 happened to the Roman Empire? Hmm. Uh, it went it went away. <laughs> it went away. Yeah, and then for I mean, a thousand years, like, for a thousand was, years, people were building their little mud and stick hovels next to the aqueducts and saying, "I wonder what the hell that thing was for." <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> literally exactly. that happened. Exactly. So you so you ha- so you know I mean one of the things I've been saying for for quite a while. I mean, I, to be honest, since Clinton. Is what are we all? We're just the Democrats are just fiddling while Rome burns. What are you thinking? Why are you giving this stuff away? What are you? Why are we? You know? Why are we dumbing down our society? You know? Because well, this this actually happened. If you look this up, the um, Dewey education model. This actually happened. You people wonder why there was such a thing as hippies. 
Mm -hmm. It's not because things all of a sudden changed and then there were hippies. It's not like they were educated under a different system. The, the people of my grandparents' generation, so the children of the Great Depression, were the first mm -hmm. group of people to go through the Dewey education model. Mm -hmm. And uh, then their kids were the hippies. So if you want to know why the hippies were so fucked up, it's because their parents went through the Dewey education system. It, it, people need to look that up on their own. I don't have time to go into it, but that's 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 100% of what it is. The the bad education system we have now didn't start in the 1980s. It started back when Dewey was doing it, which I can I can give you an exact date if you give me a second. But you want to know why they had such fucked up kids? It's because they themselves were a little bit moronic. Right. <laughs> because well, they went was, through the Dewey was, education system. Listen, the, the, I think the Industrial Revolution in our country made a lot of people rich and powerful that didn't necessarily have the wisdom to go along with it. <laughs> and they made decisions like yeah, whether it was for intentional or for not. But, uh, but, I, but I almost think that that had a lot. I mean, there was a lot of power that was given to people that didn't necessarily have the wisdom to wield you know, it wasn't like somebody was groomed from, since birth to be a great leader or a general in the army. You know, all of a sudden, the, you know, there were there were people that were very very powerful that did not have the wisdom to go along. Well, like I said, had the wisdom to go along with it. So, yeah. Dewey education. So I'm gonna look that up though. Yeah, right, listen. D E W E Y. Yeah, I need to cut this short because we're like two and a half hours into this. But, um, <laughs> well, it's going to be three and a half hours by the time we're done because of the other part I have to edit in. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but I have got to go to work. I, I my maple syrup is my sap is running like crazy right now, and I got to go get a fire started, and I got I got at least fifteen hours of work. Hell of a retirement, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so uh, I, I hope this was this serves to entertain you in your isolation uh, yep. and uh, uh, maybe some some information. Knives. We did not talk about a lot about knives. Actually, but, I, we and, didn't say a single word about it. Yeah, but uh, 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 I, I will say this to add some knife content. Um, one of our one of our big makers, Spark uh, River Knife and Tool, was gearing up to make parts for ventilators, uh, some kind of insurance. Uh, they were waiting for the for the material to make them out of, which I don't know exactly what material. Probably is what food grade nylon or something. Or, I have no idea. Uh, what you know, they make them. Uh, yeah. But it was it was a part for for a uh, restaurant, and somebody complained that they were working, they were open, and the state police walked in uh, two days ago and shut them down. Jeez. You know, so this is the kind of the kind of Gestapo type thing that I'm questioning whether or not uh, it's actually constant. Uh, but, you know, it'll all wash out in the end, and I'm sure that there will be a lot of people paying prices. Yeah. Uh, because there's people talking about they're getting over three. There's, I've heard different parts of the country saying, governors saying that they're going to they're fine for $500 for uh, yeah, there's no law that says that. 
No. <laughs> that, well, I'm thinking that there's no there's no compiled law at all that says that things need to happen. You know, they say, "What are you what are you citing?" You no. Know? So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, that's a topic for another day, and I'm sure that we will come across that. Well, date. we're going to have time to do some podcasts for a yep. while. <laughs> yeah, yep, I think so. So we'll 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 turn another one out here shortly. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you say to our uh, listeners? Yeah, keep your knife sharp, people, and your and your friends sharper. All, All right. Soon. Bye. Bye.